What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock Night Show. Also, Glock and Goldie Unchained. This is our uh, probably monthly episode where we're going to talk about the WWE pay-per-view. We're going to do about the WrestleMania one that just happened about a week ago. And I just ended my stream to do this, so this be- you guys better listen to it. So, <laughs> Anyways, Goldie, how you doing, buddy? I, I think you were working in the yard today, get, get your stuff done. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, finally getting some nice weather. So uh, Friday and today I was doing some yard work, and it's going to rain tonight, so now I'm going to lose tomorrow, but then hopefully Wednesday, Thursday, I'll be able to get back on it. But, yeah, it was, we're in the... We're in the nice weather time, and now I got to get everything ready for the summer. So my uh, my schedule is just all over the place now. Yeah, no, I just found, I literally just found out when I walked out of the room that it's going to rain today. I had no idea. We we've been having like 80, 90 degree weather. And I'm like, oh, summer's coming. Wow. Now all of a sudden, I, I looked outside. I'm like, why is it look dark still? She goes, it's going to rain the next two days. I'm like, huh, California's bipolar weather. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's you have more of it th- with the extreme. We have the bipolar weather, but like extreme frozen. Yeah, you know, and then sixty degrees, which to us is like a ninety degree day. When when you go from frozen to sixty, but then we'll drop back down to the cold, and then we'll have like four or five days of just intense winds and rain. You know, forty mile an hour gusts with rain and mm-hmm. uh, the beauty of living on the coast. It was funny. <laughs> so I, I I always tell people the stories. I've been to New York City one time, like to the city, right? And it it was actually like last minute we went to baltimore this is totally off topic from wrestlemania but uh <laughs> talking about weather we were in baltimore and then we went to washington dc to get train over there i was like you know what since we're right here and i don't go to the east coast that much i want to go see washington dc i really do i'm right. sorry i want to i'm sorry i want to see washington dc and new york city so we extended our trip by a, a day so we, we were in new york city on december 23rd spent the night in one of the tiniest holiday inns I've ever seen in my life. It's in the middle, like the middle of the city. And uh and so we get there. It's it's cold. It's not cold, but it was rainy. Yep. One of the coolest things to me though was when you're on the ground, like walking to the streets, and by the way, the stereotypical people are assholes who walk by you is so true. Like, dude, people don't care. They'll bump right into you and not say sorry or anything. Get out of the it, way. It's just if you're not gonna yeah. move at the speed of everybody yeah. else. Get out of the way. It's yeah. It's like it's it's. I was like, it's, it's worse worse than San Francisco. And uh, and I was like, oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. Like, I'm I'm like, you know, I'm a tourist. I'm looking up and everything. But we're sitting there. It's raining. And I was like, hey, let's go to the Empire State Building. We go up to the Empire State Building to the outside. Oh, you get you get up there. It's snowing up there. Because <laughs> you're so you're so high up. And then, uh, and then, you know, and then the the next, uh, so overnight, we we were we literally saw everything in like I want to say like fourteen hours. We got to New York City by by um by a train or subway, whatever you want to call it. Um, got a taxi, went to the hotel, dropped our bags off, and we went everywhere. We went to World Trade Center, uh, the the memorial. We went to Times Square. We went to Central Park. We went took a ferry across to New Jersey to go see the Cake Boss place. Um, nice. Got some cannolis. Um, nice, absolutely amazing. And <laughs> and then you know came back and like we we literally saw everything in one day, right? So again, it was only like maybe sixty degrees, fifty five degrees. It was raining, you know. And then like as nighttime came, that's when it started snowing on the top of the Empire State Building. Right. Oh well, we had to we had to get up on Christmas Eve. 
at um, like two thirty in the morning. So we were back at we were, we were back at the hotel like eight, and um, like eight thirty or something like that. Bro, there was a cold snap overnight. <laughs> Bro, I did not pack for this. All I had my regular like just jeans, a t shirt, and a leather jacket on. Bro, yeah. we walked outside of the freaking ho- the hotel, and like you felt it, like yeah, dude, it was bad. I was like, yo, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it. You'll have like a nice, you know, like you said, 55, 60, a little bit of rain, and the next day it's below freezing. And yeah, there's there's a wind chill of you know another minus 10 you know so now you're sitting at 22 degrees and though and every time the wind comes it's a 40 50 mile an hour gust and it's yep. just that cold air blowing on you yeah that's exactly it, what it happened to the us. city the city is worse you know because you have the buildings so the buildings get they get um like whips like air you know, wind tunnels yeah between the buildings so you'll you know you can have a 70 mile an hour wind gust hit you in the face at you know 20 degree weather it's 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 like yeah. you know sticking your face into just a pile of snow. Pretty much, that's what so, it felt like for real. Yeah. Like you know, we walked the, like we're in the lobby. It's warm and everything. We're checking out, and I walk out the door, and I was like, "Dude, you what what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's like that all year round. You know that that happens. You know the fall, the the winter, the spring we're having right now. So you know those days come more and more. The you know, and then what'll happen for the summer is you'll have you know. You'll wake up in the morning at 7 a.m. It's, you know, 70 degrees out, sun, no wind, nothing. And then two hours later, you got thunderstorms for an hour and a half. And then you're back to beautiful skies, you know, 80 degree weather. And then and then the, when the humidity hits, that's when now you, you, if, you, know, you have a temp that's like 80, but it feels like over 100 because of the humidity because of all the rain that just happened. So it's it's shitty living in living in New York sucks <laughs> for the weather, <laughs> along with a lot of other things. Well, it's like people talking about California. They're like, oh, you, you guys got nice weather. I'm like, what are you talking about? Our weather is bipolar, bro. Like it's yeah, so, it's so weird. You don't have, we don't have we don't, don't have, have the snow and the rain. Out of the sky, yeah, yeah. You don't have shit falling. It's just no. sunny all the time. It's either sunny. It's either sunny or it's like it, it just gets like super cloudy and cold. And it's like I, I was like, dude, I lived in California my whole life. You know, thirty thirty, you know, almost thirty one years. I was like, dude. Like people talk about like you see all this stuff on TV about going to the beach and this and I'm like, dude, for like eleven months out of the year, you go to the beach, it could be like ninety degrees where I live, go to the beach, it's 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 still like sixty degrees. And the water's yeah. and then and then the water from the ocean is super cold. So I'm like, I'm not a beach guy. Like my wife was just right. talking my wife was just talking about going to the beach. I'm like, dude, this is not like I've been to the east coast of the beach. Like I went to South Carolina, it was freaking nice. The water was warm and everything. I was yeah. like, I was like California, no, and the water is disgusting too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like our water. You know, we're on the same side as as Carol the Carolinas, so their water is a little bit clearer, warmer. We got the cold, mucky, yeah, ocean water. And I live on an island, so like I'm surrounded by ocean. So you, if you're not a beach person and you live on an island. It, it just doesn't make sense. Like you shouldn't yeah. be here. Nope. You know, so this is, you, you know, you go 30 to 60 miles north or south, you're hitting a, a, a beach. Yeah. And then the island is, I think it's, I think the island is about 250 miles long or, or maybe a little bit shorter than that uh, from, from tip to tip. And you're still, you're hitting ocean. Like it's, you're going to be around water and we have lakes, you know, we have multiple lakes. So three hundred two. There's miles. water everywhere. Yeah. Three hundred two miles. It's three hundred two miles. Okay. Yeah. 
from tip to tip, 302 miles. Boom, Google, got you. And then we have the we have the Lake Ronkonkoma, which is one of the only lakes on the island and pretty much in New York, uh, at least the, the southern part of New York, that you can see from space, from satellite image. Jeez. And so that takes up most of our island right there. You know, so like it's there's water everywhere. So you have to be a beach person. And it sucks, you know, dealing with sand and shit. <laughs> but the, the, the summer months, that's really your only escape is to go down to the beach. Uh, um, so last thing before we get back to WrestleMania, because you just mentioned seeing something from space. Uh, recommendation, if you guys haven't seen it, and Goldie, I don't know if you've seen it, um, Return to Space on Netflix. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. So it's about um, basically SpaceX sending you know astronauts back to space. Um, okay. It's, it's Elon Musk in it and everything, but basically goes through the whole thing over like the last 17 years. So it's like a documentary. Yes. I went okay. I went to, I was like, oh, I'll throw this on. I'll, I'll throw like stuff that usually I, I'll think it would like not be boring, but like slower. So I'll fall asleep. Right. Yeah, your brain, so your brain can shut down. Yes. Nope. Yeah. I watched the whole entire thing last you night. You watched the whole thing. It's it was like, too stimulating. Bro, yeah. it was, it's actually really, like, really cool. I don't know if you watched the live stream when they sent them to space. Like, we already know they made it and everything. Right. Um, I mean, this was like beginning of the pandemic and stuff like that. But uh, like, actually seeing like the difference between the space shuttle program with NASA and then what SpaceX is doing. Like, this documentary was really good. So, it's like, if you guys need something to watch on Netflix, uh, Return to Space. It's Return to Space, okay. It is a really good show to watch. I mean, you kids will probably be into it, too, with all the space. Dude, they show all the tests that they did. Like, they, when, like, they would they, they would purposely blow rockets up to, te- yes. to, to, te- to, to test the abort, the abort system. Yeah. Um, so, like, you're sitting yeah, there watching. I, I heard an the, interview. Yeah. I heard an interview with Elon Musk, and he said if... if if shuttles and rockets aren't blowing up, you're not doing something right. You have to you when you're testing them, they have to blow up. Well, like you need to know what's happening. And it makes sense because like he makes the comment in there, and I love like the comment he made was great. I know there's people that don't like him, but like he said, keeping what's the guy's name, Bob, and something else. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, keeping them safe isn't our number one priority. It's our only priority. Um, right. He he goes. I'd rather have this like million, couple million dollar rocket blow up, but then them come down safely rather than you know, ha- lose a rocket and the people we have on there. He goes, right. You know, and, and then like, cause he gets choked up when you watch. I've never seen some of these interviews that were on there. I watch a lot of Elon Musk uh, interviews and they were asking him when they actually made it there. He makes the comment. He goes, you know, don't celebrate yet because we still got to get them back. Right. Um, you know, it's a great, you know, we got them up there. That's great. We still have to get them back. And that's our, that's our, that's our priority. That's our only priority. And like he was getting choked up a little bit because he, I guess he talked to the, their, because they all had kids and like, kind of cool. The astronauts I went there, wives are astronauts too, and and all this, you know, right. it's actually really cool. I didn't know all that stuff. And then um, he made yeah, the, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna have to definitely watch this. Yeah, he made he made their kids like a promise that we'll get them back safely. Uh, and he'll take care. You know, God forbid anything goes wrong, he will um, he will take care of them. And like he was kind of talking about it, he couldn't fit it. And a lot of people don't know. My wife didn't even know this. Like he has Asperger's or whatever it's called. Yeah. People, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like people, when you listen to Elon Musk talk, you don't realize that he actually has like a little bit of a speech issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also you know is why he's so smart. It's also why he's very blunt. Um, yeah. You know, I was like, dude, I was like, I don't get why people don't like this guy. Like, I, I was, dude, I, I'm, I'm not gonna get any more into it. Just watch it. Return to space on Netflix. Watch <laughs> it. Seriously, it's, it's a great, great documentary. But all right. so the the last thing the, now well now you got into Netflix now I gotta tell you my next, next uh, okay, suggestion. Okay. What? 
I just watched it with Carter uh, on Saturday was The Atom Project. Oh, I haven't um, watched that yet. Is it good? Oh, my God. So good. Really? So good. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, definitely, fa- you know, fantasy base, space, space, you know, but but it was my first time. It was Carter's first time really seeing a movie like that. And they make a lot of references for movies like that we grew up, grew up on hmm. that have to do with time travel because that's what the whole movie's about. So Terminator, you know, anything, anything that has time travel, Back to the Future. They they make little references okay. to all of that, okay. and um, it's uh, what what the hell's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. So you I right off the bat, you're getting you're getting action, you're getting comedy, and um, it's it's just it's a great movie. I was I watched it with Carter. He it was a good enough movie where he was he got the concept of it like they're space traveling there's you know he goes back in time there's action you know and all that there's a good guy there's a bad guy there's a reason this all is happening so it was good enough for him to really start getting that that type of uh genre movie uh for a kid and then as an adult if you like those type movies it has all that stuff for you they also have some star wars references in there so it's it's just that like that nerdy like space you know time travel comedy really that's yeah. what it is so definitely t- check that out yeah i keep seeing it pop up i keep meaning to watch it like it's like one of those movies i want to make sure that i have um i have time to watch it like again right. I, I was not planning on watching the whole thing yesterday <laughs> 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 and i was like oh, i'll throw this off i'll fall asleep but yeah never mind. i'm watching the whole damn thing i also look over it was like super late and i was like um yeah i was supposed to get up early i still did but <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, all right. Anyways, to WrestleMania, what do you want to start with? You want to start with? Um, I know we 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 had the two night event, right? Uh, and then you also had the the hall, you know, the um, Hall of Fame ceremony the hall, for the yeah the, the, the Hall of Fame ceremony on Friday, mm-hmm. um, which the Undertaker obviously he he you know he got put in and he, I mean it's the Undertaker. He gave the best speech. He's one of the best wrestlers of all time. He gave the best induction speech. You had Vince. Vince did the right thing. He came out. He had maybe a five-minute little thing, if that. Um, very straight to the point. Um, and then Undertaker. I think. I think he went on for about forty-five minutes, and it was yeah, forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, it was. Um, you. It was one of those inspirational speeches that you don't need to be a wrestling fan to be able to appreciate that type of speech it was motivational it was follow your dreams it was up roads up and down you know he those that don't know the undertaker or don't know what kayfabe means in the wrestling world it's you know never breaking character and back in the 80s um especially before the 80s you never broke character in public so to the point where if you were a babyface, a good guy or a heel the bad guy and you were in a restaurant together or you showed up at a party together, someone would have to leave. You couldn't be seen out in public together because on TV, this guy's a good guy, this guy's a bad guy. Why aren't you killing each other right now? Like you, you yeah. hate each other only on these nights. So that was the mentality from the eighties prior, um, towards the late eighties. That's slowly started phasing out by the late nineties. It was pretty much gone. Somebody that always kept that character was the Undertaker. You, whenever you saw the Undertaker, no matter whether it was on Monday Night Raw or you know at a at a signing or at a on a show or you know whatever promote any type of promotion, he was always the Undertaker. So 
and that was his whole career. Yeah. Flash forward now to the the Hall of Fame. He's now bringing you behind the scenes quotes of Mark Calloway, which is his real name, and who he is as a person. Because you never got to see that person, even as wrestlers, wrestlers nowadays, their profile, their biography, their whole reason for being is you're getting the person. You're getting that person. You're not getting so much a a, a character, and. Yeah. So he gave you that. He gave you the Mark Calloway, the you know his whole story, and he gave the you know three things that he follows and th- the things he's learned in life. And it was it was a very inspirational speech. And and I feel that it's one of those speeches. Like I said, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to just get motivated when you hear it and say, okay, I can. There's things in my life that I know I can do better. Let me try attacking it this way. So I definitely suggest anybody just go watch it. You know, and and hopefully you take something away from it. So that was Friday. Yeah. Then we had Saturday night, which was night one. There was a bunch of, um, bunch of matches. I don't know how you want, you want to just run down Saturday uh, night and then I, go to Sunday. Yeah. I think we, I think I have, hopefully the, the list is, um, actually in order. Exactly. Well, the first, the first, the very first match, I think we should start off with, cause it's, it's an important match that happened, which was, the Saturday night night one, which uh, the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Yeah. So you really haven't been watching. You just watched. See, yeah, this is where WrestleMania, right? I, I try and watch. I was trying to watch some of the, you know, during the week and stuff like that. But the pro- mm-hmm. the problem is, uh, you know, my kids are still young. My wife's not a big right. fan of like when Ronda Rousey wants to keep calling uh, what's her name a bitch all the a time. Bitch. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, it's like I get tired of getting the the, the the side eye and everything. You know, so it's like <laughs> my my kid my kids don't because because people that don't watch because well, it's on earlier for you, right? It's when yes. does it come on five p.m. It comes on like five o'clock. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, see for me it comes on at eight o'clock. My kids yeah. are in bed. Yeah, so it's like you know I want you know my son wants to watch it, but he doesn't understand like those midweek shows are are. A little bit more promo than there are actually like, a lot of the wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. So yes. you know, my son also loses interest. But like when you're sitting there and you you have them, you know, talking like that to each other, it's like uh, I, I you know I try and go back and catch it later on, but I, I don't usually have time. So it's right. like I got I got to kind of you know catch up on the story later on. So I didn't watch a lot of like like the backstory on the, on that one. I, I don't really know so, a lot about. So. I, this, this is how I think we do it, because I don't want I can get into backstory in every match. I think the, the most important ones or the bigger ones will get into some type of backstory and go from there. Sound mm-hmm. good? Yeah, that's good. Okay. So th- with this one, this is an important one, because WrestleMania is the Super Bowl, the World Series. It's, you know, it's any major sporting event that is the for the wrestling world. And you had... The first match of the night, which is always the 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 start of the show, you want to bring every, you want to get everybody hyped and ready to go. So that first match is the Usos, which are the current tag team champions versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Mm-hmm. This is Rick Boogs' first main, WrestleMania. This is his first like, you know, he finally made it to the show. You made it to the show, right? Within five minutes of his match, he tears his, he tears his ACL and he can no longer wrestle the rest of the match. And Shinsuke Nakamura now has to wrestle on his own. I didn't even and, notice that actually happened. Yeah. So he, he went down. He tore his ACL. He went down, rolled out of the ring, and they 
kind of kept they were kind of on him for a little bit because they didn't know what was going on at first uh once they realized that okay he is actually hurt they kind of kept the cameras away from him and just verbally in commentary said you know he's on the side shinsuke's you know now it's turned into a two-on-one kind of deal blah 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 and he had to get carried out so that's first match of the night he's his first time there he's setting off the you know setting off the show and you you tear an acl that's I can't even imagine what type of thoughts are running through this man's head as he's being carried away. You know, I didn't even realize that that wasn't like really part of the whole thing. See, that's that's, that's like me, like that, yo. I didn't realize, like, I realized that he wasn't he wasn't there very long, and they kind of like went and did it by themselves. But I was like, I didn't realize it was it was actually real. I was like, I didn't even see that like a headline or anything. Right. Yep. Yep. It's a real. It's a it's a shoot, as in the wrestling world, it's a shoot. Yeah. Situation. So that was the first match. You know, that was really the only thing that came out of it, some of importance. And you had Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Um, that was a pretty good match. I enjoyed that one. It was it was a good match in the aspect of it was two big men. Yeah. Pretty much beating the shit out of each other. Um, nothing, nothing that stands out for it, you know. Um, I, personally, I don't think either one of those guys had a quote-unquote WrestleMania moment. It was just a... No. It was a decent match on a WrestleMania card. Um, you had Ray and Dominic Mysterio, father and son, versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to hear you. Okay, hold on. I I can't stand the Paul brothers. Mm-hmm. So let me just say that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. grew I grew up watching Ray Mysterio, so I really do like Ray Mysterio and seeing, mm-hmm. seeing uh, his son in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty good match. I, I enjoyed it, and I will. I, I will say I don't think Logan Paul did bad. Nope. I don't think he did bad. I don't want him to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree one hundred percent. I'm not a I'm not a Paul Brothers fan. Uh, I grew up, you know, watching Rey Mysterio before he was even in WWE when he was in WCW and yep. he wrestled without a mask. Yep. You know, so uh, you know, I've always been a fan of him. I'm not a fan of his son. Um. It's tough for me because I remember Dominic Mysterio as, you know, an eight-year-old kid and Rey Mysterio and uh, Eddie Guerrero having a, a, a match to determine who the father, who could raise Dominic. So, like, it's tough seeing Dominic where he is now. I mean, it's, it's awesome that you get to wrestle with your father, but I also feel he's only there because of who his father is. I don't think he's... I don't think he's WWE ready. I think he's a good wrestler, but I I don't think he belongs on in WWE TV. It's just more, my personal more, opinion. more more or less. Uh, it's it's uh, like I was just saying. It was it's cool seeing him wrestle with his dad. Yeah, but yes, but, that aspect, yes. But if he's re- if he's wrestling, my own personal opinion, if he's wrestling without Rey Mysterio there, eh, right? No, yeah, I eh, yep, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't, it, it's I'm, just see, it's I'm just right. It's, it's, yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a kind of a cool story. You know, right. that's all it is. So, obviously, then you bring in someone that, uh, Logan Paul, you know, yeah, he has a large following, but it's mostly people fucking hate him. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, it, okay, hold on. Go, <laughs> just, for example, go on, like, the WWE Instagram, and when they post anything with Logan Paul in it, just go through the comments. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> wants him there. Nobody right. wants him to, to keep going. Okay, you used him for WrestleMania. You had the story with the Miz. He was training him, and then you know, it will, you know, he he betrayed him after the match, right? 
Right. Yeah. Yep. Dude. So spoiler, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think so. If you look at if, if you know my now my wife watches wrestling just as much as I do. She's you know she watches every night with me. She gets into the storylines. Um, her thing with the Miz is she feels that the Miz is being shit on by WWE like he's not getting his he's not because she likes him and I like him too I do like the Miz and I and just I think he belongs as a champion I think he belongs at the top but she doesn't understand why he keeps getting put with celebrities yeah so you know last year he was with Bad Bunny and then again you know you have Bad Bunny who I didn't know who he was but you know in in the Latin community in the music community he is huge huge but He's just not for me. So I didn't know who he was when he came in, but I could tell you this. I had a ton of respect for a man that is not a part of wrestling, and he put on a great performance to the point where if you're going to bring Logan Paul in this year to work with The Miz, who now The Miz is working with these stars because that's what they are. They are stars. He's a star himself. Logan Paul needs to, like... I don't want to see him get in there and, and look like a fool because last year we got this singer that came out of nowhere and tore down the house. Logan Paul lived up to it. And I think he said, I think to the point where I think he did a better job than bad bunny. And he set a new bar for the next year when they bring in a celebrity, you know, because now every WrestleMania, there's always some type of celebrity yeah. that comes in and does something. Well, bad bunny was at the Royal rumble too. I didn't even know that I mean, he was doing it. Yeah. Dude, he was over there doing hurricanes and all this. I was like, actually, yeah. I was like, what the yeah. heck? Well, because he had an awesome match the year the year prior. It was a tag match. It was him and um, Damian Priest versus The Miz and um, John Morrison. Yeah. So Logan Paul, I think, did a great job. I don't want to see him continue seeing him. Um, I was a little confused by Miz turning on him. It felt like we are going to see Logan Paul more, That's... but we didn't see him. We didn't see him last Monday night at the Raw after WrestleMania, um, and tonight he has a match with Cody Rhodes. Who I, I that's the next match I think we got to get into is Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Okay, well, okay, so now I know who Cody Rhodes is. Okay, even even when. Even when, because um, because his his brother, uh, what's what's his actual name? His brother, Dustin, Dust, Dustin Rhodes. That's Gold Dust. That's Gold Dust. Okay. Yeah. So and then, uh, but it's like I knew who Cody Rose was. Never, but I like kind of stopped watching wrestling around the time that he was when he was Stardust and and, okay. and all that, right? Yep. So that's the, that's the Cody you know. Yeah. So that's that's what I okay. remember. And then I remember seeing. I think we, you and me, kind of talked about it a little bit. Seeing, well, I think when he made the announcement about uh, he was leaving, um, was it was AEW? AEW. Yes. So, um, so when they they actually showed the story of the Seth Rollins having his WrestleMania moment, did you, as a wrestling fan that watches a lot, did you expect it to be Cody Rhodes? Yes. Okay. So you expected Seth Rollins to wrestle Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I expected Seth Rollins to wrestle Cody Rhodes, and if it wasn't Cody Rhodes, it was going to be The Undertaker. It was, it was because you couldn't put the way the WWE built it up, the stuff that was going on outside of just WWE, along with AEW, Cody's contract, everything lined up, and everything was pointing to that. So if it if it wasn't going to be Cody Rhodes. It had to be someone of that caliber, and who's going to be that? You know, then it would be the Undertaker. You couldn't put like, you know, oh, he's going to wrestle, 
Bobby Lashley, which is was one of the other matches. You know, like it just it wouldn't it wouldn't fit. So it had to be someone of a uh, high stature. And the only two people at that moment going into WrestleMania was the undertaker for obvious reasons. He was going into the hall of fame. He, his last match wasn't actually a match because it was during the WrestleMania when COVID first hit. So it was a cinematic match. It was more of watching uh, a movie yeah. uh, fight with uh, AJ Styles. So you be figured, okay, this is, he's going to get his now his final WrestleMania moment. Um, so it was, it was going to be one or the other. Um, but WWE dropped a lot of uh, hints in promos leading into that it was Cody Rhodes. Just okay. things that, they, you know, Seth Rollins at one point said all roads lead to WrestleMania. Uh... Um, Vince McMahon said, if you're going to have a match, it's got to be against a main event star and it's got to be a main event match. That leads back to the whole reason Cody Rhodes left WWE because Vince McMahon told him you are not a main event wrestler. So and that's why he left. Yeah. So like seeing the promo of it, I remember oh, yo, I was watching the promo. Number one, Seth Rollins is a great character. He, oh my I, god, Seth Rollins I, is dude, amazing. Dude, he he plays his character so freaking good. Yeah, I mean, I, yes. I, I I'm such a huge fan of his of his his character and, yeah. and and like his like his. Not many people can kind of play like that that kind of style of character. I don't even know how to put it into words and how he is. It's like, yeah, you know, but it's just like when when you're sitting there and you're watching him, like you know, he's he, like when Vince tells that when Vince tells him that he's gonna get a match, he climbs on the desk. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm sitting there, I'm yes. dying laughing. And then, did you did you watch? Were you watching wrestling when he debuted with the Shield? No, I, I, I have this. Uh, me just coming back into it is my my first getting even knowing who Seth Rollins really is. Really? Yeah. Okay, so Seth Rollins has a he has a long history too. Well, he, I, I know his based... history like Roman Reigns and guys. Uh, yeah, Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah. Or so who's Moxie I, now, I, I I got kind of like I got, like watching over like since like Royal Rumble. Like I'm kind of getting like bigger because there's so many different stories you have to follow that's so that's what we were talking about it's hard to get, get back into it yeah. that's why it's good after wrestlemania sorry, or watch wrestlemania and then watch afterwards but you kind of right, get like wrestlemania is is essentially the end of the season and then the monday night raw after which was last week is the new season yeah so now you're getting new storylines new we've seen new faces already now coming through so yeah yeah if you so... were to get back in now would be a good time yeah, no, but they, you know, so Cody Cody Rhodes comes out and you know he, you hear his song play and everything, and then then I'm like, oh crap, that's Cody Rhodes. I know, who, yeah, I know who that is, but I wasn't as right. juiced as like people probably other people probably were. And then, um, but then you know, so I will I will say that match was so freaking good in my opinion. Like, yeah. I thought it was such a good match, and I was you know, and then to see him hit his uh, his dad's finisher. Mm-hmm. And yo, know, I was like, I was sitting there. I was like, I just enjoyed the whole thing. I'm all like, I was like, dude, I, I, I that that match, like that whole storyline, like made me a, a a big Cody Rhodes fan. Like, I, okay, I, 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 I think he was yeah. very, he's very, very entertaining. Right. So, here's my thing with Cody Rhodes. Mm. I've, I've always liked Cody. So Cody Rhodes to me, my wife is the same as you. Like she knows Cody Rhodes as Stardust. And Cody Rhodes from AEW. Those are the only two Cody Rhodes she knows. Yeah. So I know Cody Rhodes as coming through with Legacy, which was Randy Orton running the group. And you had um, Ted DiBiase's son, which I can't think of his name right now. But it was a DiBiase and Cody Rhodes. So they were Legacy because Orton's dad and all their dads were wrestlers. So that was the group that they came, that they came through with. So that was the first t- introduction to Cody Rhodes. 
from there he went into um I can't think of the, his you know his one liner there but he would he broke his nose so he was always wearing the like the nose guard the face and mask. he was like yeah, the face mask Cody Rhodes. That's how I remember him as the face mask Cody Rhodes. Here's the thing: he's not that memorable. That's because I can't remember his his lines or his, his. You know, I don't I don't remember much about it. I just remember his face mask. Yeah. And then from there, he went to Stardust, and that's when his dad died. He was still there. Stardust. Uh, I mean, um, Dusty Rhodes died, and he, for about another maybe I want to say maybe three months. Three to six months, he was still doing Stardust, but he didn't want to. You could, he wanted to. He wanted to honor his father. Yeah. And he's being forced into this character, and that's when you know it came down to Vince let him go. You know, you're not a main event wrestler. Um, you know, it's just there's no money to be made on you. See you down the road. And Cody's response to it was, "I'm going to prove you wrong. I'll be back, and I'll be a champion." Yeah. And he proved him wrong. He went and did what he had to do. And I have all the respect for him. You know, he went all on the indies. He created, he was one of the founding fathers of AEW, which is, in my opinion, the better wrestling show right now. Um, so to see him evolve through that and then become the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes, his new, you know, this new persona, I have a lot of respect. I'm, I'm a big, I told you so guy. I yeah. love, that's my favorite line to tell somebody. I told you so. So, that this is the ultimate I told you show. So I have a lot of respect for Cody and I love him for that and I'm and I'm all in on this Cody. Um my wife is not all about it. She she really does not like that Cody left AEW and left all that behind to go back to the juggernaut that didn't believe him in him in the first place. So it's the two different views. And yeah. now when Cody comes on the screen, this is the first time where we're both like, we're not on the same page with somebody and, and we really disagree. So I mean, I, I, I guess, <laughs> I, well, I guess I can see her point, you know, like I, I can see what, what she's saying, but at the same time, I, I think I'm more on the page of, I like, I like his, uh, cause it's like, it, it, WWE is like, is, is, Let's let's compare it to like uh, MMA. It, it's like you can go somewhere else to be successful and be a big star over there, but everyone wants to go to the UFC. It's that's right. that's that's like the big show, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and even though like right now, a lot, uh, you and you and a lot of other people will say AEW is more entertaining for wrestling and this and that, but like it's still there's still a different level in WWE for like viewership uh, and absolutely, you know, yeah. Yes. So it, yes. the fact that he left and he basically he had it in his mind, I'm going to prove you wrong. Goes and does it. Now he comes back, and now he's gonna go try and go to the top from here. Like, I can see him doing that, but I can also see how people, people like like your wife, would not like that he left AEW right. to he go back. He just abandoned yeah. what he built. Yeah, yes. and I get it. I do get. I yeah. do get her her side of that. But yeah. for me, as a person, personally, internally, in my soul, that's who I am. I'm big on proving, proving. I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah. You told me I can't do something. I'm gonna prove you wrong. I can do it. I'm gonna do it. And yeah. that's exactly what he did. And he created, he became money. He created, he created this empire for himself. And now he's back to prove his point. Now, I just listened to an interview he had today and it was, <clears throat> excuse me. He has, he has to try. Yeah. He has to try. He would have kicked himself if he went down the rest of his life and never went back to WWE to win the WWE Championship. It's what his father did. It's what his father was a part of. His father never won the championship. That's what it all comes down to. His father never won the WWE Championship, and he wanted to be able to give that to his father. 
Well, and the so, thing, and his father's one of the most respected names in wrestling ever. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you you realize too. Um, like number one, you saw the crowd's reaction when he came out, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, every, everyone was excited. That's I mean, that's what WWE wants. They want you know, look at look at who everybody who everybody likes. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Also, uh, that night, uh, if you guys are wondering, if you guys heard uh, his entrance music, it's uh, mm-hmm. what is it, um, Kingdom by Downstate or something like that. Yep. Yeah that that ended up popping up on like the top fifty downloaded because uh, yeah. everyone was shazamming or whatever it's called the the song. And that's so, his song when he left WWE. Yeah. So like everyone that was watching WrestleMania was like, "Yo, this like his interest was pretty long, right? It was all built right, up yeah. and everything. It was it was pretty long." And I was sitting there. I already I've heard the song before, but it was like I I remember uh, I was reading something that said that everyone was so juiced that they they, they downloaded the song. Um, uh, he uh, he popped up on some of the uh, not like the top ten or anything, like that, but his name was popping up all over Google for people that didn't know him. So right. people, you know, hit hit, you know, hit that. Uh, him being discovered that night by people who didn't know him is big, and WWE probably sees that. Right, it's you know? huge, and that's and, huge for him because yes, AEW is the better wrestling <laughs> company right now. But if someone that is the average, because there's there is millions of people that don't watch any wrestling except for WrestleMania. Yeah, that's like that's like my wife doesn't watch any football. Watch Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yep. It's it's the same concept. I don't watch baseball throughout the season, but I watch the World Series. Yep. So like th- that's that's what it is, and that's how you have to you know compare it to. And so someone that's not a part of the the world, all of a sudden Cody Rhodes shows up, and the last time you saw him was at a WrestleMania, you know, eight nine years ago, and it's like, oh shit, yeah. where have you been? You know, and then you see what he has done and what he has created. It's like, oh shit, okay. And that song was created for him after he left WWE. Oh, you, you, song, could, you could totally it tell it was made for him. He's taking shots at WWE yeah. like, um, in the song. And you know, going back to when with Cody, did we know he was going to show up? The, for the majority of people, we felt yes, Cody was going to show up, but we didn't know what Cody we were going to get. Were we going to get the Cody of the last two, two to three years? Of the American Nightmare, the you know his song, his entrance. Like, are we getting this wrestler, or are we going to get some watered down version when he comes out at, with the WWE? And that was the fear, and that was the 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 surprise that what is going to end up coming because you know what were what were we going to get? And someone like myself, when I heard that music hit, I was like, holy shit! Okay, we're getting the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes in WWE. Let's do this. So. Yeah, you know, and, and then just on top of that, I, you know, so you have all that build up, you have all that backstory, you have all that, and then to go out there and actually have a, in my opinion, a yes. great, a great match. It was very yes. entertaining. You, yes. it, it, I think I, 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 I want to say it was an A plus home run for for yeah. Cody Rose that night. To to me, that match was the um third match of the of the weekend. The, third? Number, the 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 third best of the weekend. I'll get into the other two. Okay. The third best of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it was an amazing match. It was really I, good. I, I for for me, I would say that, that for me, obviously, for night one, that was the best match of the night. For, for night one, for, for, for the best match of the night. Before we get into the other ones again, I'm gonna say best yeah. match, not best moment. 
yeah, 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 no, yeah, absolutely. Best, best match of the night, um, which will then lead us into what a lot of people do feel was the best match of the night and the weekend is uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Um, that I was, thought it was a great match. That's I thought it was great. Four. Yeah, that that yeah, was a I really it was a great good match. match. Um, I was a little. <clears throat> I was a little upset. I felt that they should have been later in the card, but um, again, it was a great match and a great setup for the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins match because they came on before. So that really got the crowd back into it. Got you know, got blood pumping again. Got the excitement ready. So everyone was hyped and ready to go into the Seth Rollins match. And those women, they've told such a great story leading into. Um, WrestleMania that that spans all the way back to SummerSlam, which was in August, and then even all the way back to when um, Becky Lynch announced that she was pregnant and had to um, give up her title, give up the title. Yeah. So it this was a really good story, a long storytelling, long long um, process, and a great payoff uh, and a great match. I mean, like I said to me, that's the number four. That's the more, number four match of the weekend. I thought I thought it was you know I was making this comment to my wife because my wife she's she, back when she, we we were younger uh, like junior high high school she used to watch wrestling a little bit she's not a huge fan but even I said I'm like you know it's it's actually really really awesome to see like the evolution of women's wrestling yeah absolutely and, and, and how great these women are like mm-hmm. I, like like back in the day like when I sit there and think about women's wrestling when I was watching it you had. Like my favorite was Lita. I love Lita. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because because yeah. one of my one of my uh, one of my all time favorites was Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy, and then the Hardy Boys, mm-hmm. and then and Lita was so fun to watch. But then you had other women out there, you know, who were just there because they were good looking, right? Yeah. And then when they wrestled, it was like really, it was really bad to watch back in the day. But <laughs> hey, but they uh, but, not, but, not throwing shade at anybody, but someone like Stacy Keebler. Yeah, Stacy Keebler. Know? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it was like you knew what you were there for. And then when they wrestled, no one cared when they wrestled. It, but like, right. but these these women right now, like like uh, like you said, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, even the night two the night two match. Um, um, was it night two? No, it's still a night one. Uh, night Charlotte one? and Ronda. Oh yeah, Charlotte and Ronda was. Yeah, we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. Um, no, it was. I mean, the, 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 those match. You know, seeing their matches, especially at WrestleMania, I was like, it's it's really cool to see. And there's a lot of women wrestlers out there that are fun to watch. Right. You know? And my my only issue that I had with the, the Becky and Bianca match is, I'm I'm a fan of Becky. As I want, I want her to be a babyface. I don't want to. I don't want to boo Becky. Like it's t- it's tough. I really like Becky Lynch because I again, someone I've seen her, you know, her whole career from NXT all the way to where she is now, and it's it's tough for me to get behind hating her. Yeah, someone like Bianca, who again, watch from NXT all the way up. I've never liked Bianca. Bianca was always a heel. She, to me, to me, the way that the way that would have made that match even better is if there was a switch in Becky going babyface and Bianca doing something so evil that she becomes the heel and wins the title and now is on a heel reign. I don't like Bianca on a on a babyface reign. I don't think it fits. I get the whole bubbly feeling and people want to you know they can get behind her and all. That woman should be a heel, whipping everybody with her hair. Like, like instead of getting the one-two pops here and there of, oh my God, she hit her with the hair, you know. She should be whipping people all the time. 
and being just this nasty, nasty woman who can back it up. And that's the only issue I have with the Becky and Bianca situation. I feel like they should have swapped, but you know, obviously you can't always get what you want. And now we got, we'll go down this rain and I'll still, you know, to me, I'll always boo Bianca. I'll never, I'll never get behind her until she turns heel. She needs to turn heel and then I'll get behind her. Did you see her black eye? Dude, she got rocked. And I said to my wife when that happened, I was like, she's going to, she's can't open her eye. She's definitely having Dude. issues. And she wrestled that whole fucking match. I can tell you, I couldn't do that. Dude. I could not do that. That woman is tough. She, dude dude <laughs> thing was that, again it, it, it's the fact that she it's one of those things where you don't know if they're acting or not right mm-hmm. it was like i wasn't sure like if she actually like was hurt or not like and then all of a sudden you're like oh wait a minute she yep. actually actually got her and she dude she effed her up dude Yep. She, the next night, the next night on Raw, man, she yeah. came out and her eye was just like jacked hard. Dude, I, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember if that was like in the beginning or like after, or like when during the match that was that she got it kicked in the pretty, face. It was pretty early. I say, I would say it was before the halfway point of the match. So she wrestled more with her eye like that than she wrestled without it. I think that was, I think that's when it happened. Dude, she, dude, she got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, I didn't realize it was that bad until I saw Monday night. Out and she took her glasses off. I'm like, bro, is that real? Like, yeah, dude, she yep. she got she got popped. Yep. And then we get into the Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey. Um, this kind of upset me. This match, this whole this whole situation. Honestly, I I haven't been able to get behind. Um, my favorite. Woman wrestler, Charlotte Flair. I've yeah. loved Charlotte since, again, NXT coming through her first debut. Charlotte Flair. I, out of all the women wrestlers, I have at least thirty wrestling T-shirts. The only woman wrestling T-shirt that I have is a Charlotte Flair one. Oh, um, speaking speaking of which, uh, I know we're jumping in a little bit. I just happened with not thinking about it. Threw on my Austin three sixteen shirt this morning. I I have the old school one though. I have like the regular just Austin 360 on the front and then the old school skull on the back. Like the old, yes. old one. Yeah. yeah I, the 90s I, one. I, I just realized like when you said that, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I got it <laughs> What's, what's yeah. up? So Charlotte, Charlotte is hands down. Um, whether she's babyface, whether she's heel, I don't care. I am cheering her on. I am behind her 100%. She is my favorite female wrestler. Um, I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey. Never uh, have been. I, you know, I guess she came from, the, you know, UFC. I guess she was the baddest woman on the planet. She was over there fucking kicking ass. I personally don't think she can. She's not a wrestler to me. So she, I don't think she can. I don't think she can hang. I don't. And I, and she definitely can't hang on the mic and she and promos. And nope. it was so boring leading into this. Like there was there was no emotion. I wasn't emotionally behind it. It was my emotion into this match was Charlotte, just please kick her ass. Just walk out of there with a win and let's move on to our next storyline because this is, I can't, I can't get behind it. I can't get behind Ronda. I just can't do it. What number one, I'm not, I mean, I know they've been doing it with AEW with like Austin Vanderford and, and uh, Paige Van Zandt and people like Mm -hmm. that. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of trying to mix MMA with wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it works. I'm not some, gonna say it doesn't sometimes work. Sometimes it does. Sometimes but it in, does. In Ronda's situation, Ron- I personally feel it doesn't. Every time I see Ronda wrestle, um, I, first off, the promos I do think are horrible. I, every uh-huh. time, every every time I watch yeah. her do a promo, I think it's it, it's bad. Yeah. But as for the wrestling, it's like I think she's gotten be- like better than when she first started. But like it's always the same thing with like the body shots and like the jab, jab, punching the body, yeah. blah 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 blah. And it's like. There's only so much that she can do. It's like right. it's very limited move set. It's the same thing over and over. It's it's basically whoever she's wrestling carrying the match. Um right. and it's, yep. it's I don't know. I just I, I think the I think the way that match went, like the way they ended it with the whole hitting the ref and you know, mm-hmm. that like, oh te- technically Ronda would have won if the ref wasn't you know, whatever. Um I I feel like they're just trying to drag the storyline out for backlash, personally. Yeah, I, I believe at Backlash you're gonna get a an I quit match or a submission only match. Um, and, and, yeah, you know. But I I I, I think I, did, has Ronda won the belt yet? I don't know. Did she win the the women the yeah, women's she's, title. She's she's been yeah she's been a women's champion yeah, before. She, I I I don't think that she I personally just get 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 back into it. I don't I wouldn't want to see her as champion. I think Charlotte Flair should keep it and give give her somebody else that's more talented. Yeah. I mean, because Ron, yeah. Ronda's only being rewarded for how what she did in UFC. She's being rewarded for how big of a woman star she was. Um, like I said, I think she's gotten better, but again, it's it, when you have that limited limited of a move set, your matches get repetitive. Yes, you know, and and yep. it, it, yeah, and then like you you can tell, like she's how do you say it? She sells it too much. Like you get, like you don't get like the oh, did they actually get hurt or like you know? Right. It's like it's right. like you can tell when she, you know, she's totally faking. You can tell like when she's like, you know how like we talk to each other in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever really caught it when she's like straight up talking to her. Yeah, not, she's not, very yeah, not she's trying very, to hide can, it. She's not yeah, she's not able to hide hide well, help, well hide it well. Well, the best well the, the thing with women is. Women leave the, a lot of the times will leave their hair down and stuff like that because they hide it. They hide when they're talking to each other when they put their hair over their face. So Ronda right. doesn't do that. She ties her hair up and you. She just sit there. It looks like she has a conversation with them. And it's like <laughs> stop. Like you're not doing it right. <laughs> like we should not yeah, see I you guys just, talking. I have, a, I have a hard time getting behind her. I, can't. I can see. It's just yeah. But you know, again, we'll, I'll deal with it. You know, and just I just don't want to see her beat Charlotte. I don't think to to me right now. There's two people, and we'll get to the other person for night two. But there's two people right now in the WWE that you just you, no one's beating them right now. There is nobody out there that can beat them. Just financially wise, money wise, look wise, talent wise, Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair. It th- there's nobody right now that is at a better at a, at a bigger position to quote-unquote, take the reins of the company and, and run with it. There's yeah. just nobody. And for now, it, that's just you, you just got to stay where you are until you can find that person. And uh, to me, Ronda Rousey is not it. Ronda, um, I think, I think Ron, they, they need to do a storyline. If Ronda really wants to really pursue wrestling um, and keep, keep going at this, I think they should do a storyline to where she takes some time off again. And, dude, go, go train and go get coached like, better because... People who, I, I, that's just my own personal opinion. You know, like I said, I haven't been watching wrestling for a while, but I could tell with someone's, she I watched it so do, much. But she needs to do the Cody Rhodes treatment. Yeah. She needs to go run through the indies. Go run yeah. through the indies. Go wrestle the real, the real world. Yeah. 
not not the generic WWE system. Yeah. Because that's what it is. When if you're starting in in the in the WWE system, whether it's through NXT or just your personal training through them, you know, even for example, someone like Logan Paul, right? His training, quote unquote, was through the WWE system. There's there's people that never see anything outside of that. And that's when you get that generic wrestler because that's what it comes down to. But then when you look at someone that is not a part of that system that went through the indies, that went through Ring of Honor, that went through New Japan in Mexico, through in the AAA, you know, and now into AEW, you're gonna get a more well-rounded wrestler compared to a this is just the typical WWE wrestler. Yeah. So that's that's what she needs to do. Um but that's that's all I have on that. Now to the the main event of night one. Um, the KO show, Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Now, I mean, <laughs> I, I, now here's the, I don't know who Kevin Owens is. I, I, I mean, okay. this is like my first time seeing him. What, what, okay. what are your, what are your thoughts on Kevin Owens first? So Kevin Owens, uh, again, someone I followed career pretty closely for a long time. I, uh, I went, he was somebody that I've gone back to watch his indies because of just word of mouth through the wrestling community on like, you really should watch these matches on him and see this stuff he's done. Um, he's, he's just a, you know, he's a bad, he's a badass. He's a stone cold product. He's somebody that idolized stone cold when he was younger and said, I want to be like him. Yeah. So his career is followed and based on, you know, stone cold and, and that just that tough guy attitude. And fast forward all the way to now, I mean, this is, you know, yeah, he's the quote unquote bad guy, the heel, the, you know, the one bashing Texas going to go out there. But you can't tell me that he didn't enjoy every fucking moment of that night. I, 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 this is my first time. So I saw how, however long ago it was before WrestleMania, the, the whole, when he came out there with the ball cap on, the stone yes, cold. Yes. Bro, that was yep. freaking hilarious. Yep. And the way yep. that he aged stone cold on the whole time. I, I think mm-hmm. he did, I think he did from the little bit I've seen of him, the whole, his whole promo, you know, to the, yep. you know, we all we all <sighs> knew if it went any other way than other than stone cold whooping the crap out of him, we all would have been pissed. So we all, mm-hmm. we all knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yes, but absolutely. I I became a fan of Kevin Owens so far. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I I think his promos are great. I think he, uh, you know, I I I I you know I like his character as well. But uh, seeing again, Stone Cold's my all time favorite. That's who I grew right. up watching. You know, I, that's, right. that's, you know, it's, I'll never forget being. Uh, you know, I think I don't know if you've seen the picture yet. I was like six years old when I met him. At a, at a comic book store, I, I looked like I, I looked like a kid in the candy store. I was so freaking happy to meet this guy, <laughs> and like you, and, you know, I was waiting to to this moment to say it. But like when you were talking about people not bringing character in person, that's right. that's exactly how he was. When I, I mean, he was super yep. nice, right? But yes. you can still tell that he kind of had his character there too. Yes. <laughs> Versus when I I I'm I met him in Vegas. Um, I met Stone Cold in Vegas after he was you know, within the last like 10 years or something like that, um, mm. just randomly ran into him at a casino and he <laughs> was totally different. Just, <laughs> just totally different. No, no character looking at me. He was smiling, having a good time, you know, but it was like meeting him when I was a kid and remembering him like with his little attitude, whatever, but he was still right. super nice. Yeah. 
I, I, I've always been a fan of Stone Cold, and then seeing him, you know, c- come back, you know, just to sit there because they're in Texas. You know, this yeah. guy's been talking about Texas and all this, other, and all this other stuff, and just beat the crap out of him, the drinking the beer. I mean, yeah. oh, it was, so it, was good. it was nostalgia to the one millionth degree. I mean, it was great seeing it. Obviously, I'm a Stone Cold fan. Grew up watching Stone Cold, and I'm a Kevin Owens fan because Kevin Owens he has been around for the last good ten years, and I'm. My favorite wrestler of all time is Chris Jericho. Yeah. And when before Chris Jericho left WWE to go to AEW, one of his last programs was with Kevin Owens. And they had the, this best friend thing. And they were best friends. And it was it's, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it was just the storylines are great. Picture Kevin Owens, what you saw with doing him with, with, with Stone Cold. Like, he was doing... He was that funny and that great at promos with Chris Jericho, who's another person who's amazing with promos and you know hilarious on the mic and they actually have chris jericho and kevin owens have the highest rated segment on raw for uh the festival of friends it's the festival of friends on raw it happened a few years ago it still has the record for the highest rating highest demographic Everything, everything was that is it still hasn't been beaten. And if you haven't seen that segment, go back and watch it. It's amazing. Um, but to see Stone Cold come out there and beat the shit out of him was great. Oh yeah. And you know to get the whole the 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 stunners, the bat, you know, even to have the little match they had, they ended up having a, a you know a no holds barred match. And Austin looked fucking amazing. Austin took some bumps too. Dude. I mean, Kevin Owens did all the work. I mean, clearly he did all the work, took all the big bumps, mm-hmm. which is the way it should be. But that match did so much for Kevin Owens alone. Like you said, you really don't know who he was, but you watch that and you're a fan of him now. You, like, you, from the promo to him, yep. like you're saying Stone Cold is much older now, still in great shape. Um, yeah. but you know, you could tell like when you sit there and you actually watch wrestling, you know how it goes. Like I think you've used the example before. It's like a dance. Yep. And, you know, you follow your partner, and Kevin yeah. Owens basically, like you said, carried that match pretty much. But Stone Cold still, you know, a little too old to keep doing it now. But he would still be able to put on some matches here and there because you know. I think he could still. Yeah, I think I think if he wanted to, he can have a little run, not a big crazy run, but yeah, he could probably still do yeah, it. No. And you never know. He might have got the itch. He might have went in that ring and was like, "Ooh, this is great." Yeah, <laughs> so. no, but hey, it was it was really it was it was awesome. I, I think it was awesome to see, and then just. It, more or less, and we can talk about this more about night two. It's just the the, the fun that he was the having. Yeah, yeah, like seeing him, like just the smile on his face was like he was having the time of his life in that ring. Right. Because usually yes. when he would stunner somebody, drink a beer with them, stunner them, whatever, like he would still kind of look pissed off. Right. It's, it's right. his character. Yeah. Now yeah. he now he's doing it. He was sitting there. I, I mean. I don't know how many beers they had ringside for him. It was a big promo so, for his beer so it too. Came, it, it, the, there's the actual number that. <laughs> oh, you have uh, it? it. Yeah, there was. It was sixty beers. Oh my on, god. Uh, yeah, on night two. I'm not sure about night one, but night two it was sixty beers. Oh my goodness, dude. Uh no, he. <laughs> I mean, that might have been both nights actually. Now that I think about it, but I know it's sixty. <laughs> but, I mean, I, but yeah, I can't so say it, it was a big. It was a big promo for Broken Skull. I mean, I have yet to try oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, have I haven't tried try it yet, but I do. I do want to try it. But that was a great way. It was a great way to end night one. Put it in the books. I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, it was a great night. Uh, I hope night two lives up to it. Um, and then we get into 
night two, which I don't know if there's any specific ones that you wanted wanted to go over, but we have um I believe that one started with the RK Bro. Yeah, that was, was the RK Bro, Bro was all, the first one. Yeah, uh versus the Street Profits and uh the Alpha Academy, who in my personal opinion, right now, Alpha Academy needs to be the tag team champions. I love Randy Orton. I love RK Bro. I love what they're doing. I'm not a huge Matt Riddle fan. I think we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. I like him more now. Um, he's grown on me, but uh, I'm not a big fan of the Street Profits. I love, like I said, I love RK RKO. I'm Randy Orton and RK Bro. I love the whole concept of it. But in my opinion, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, and Otis need to be the tag team champions. I, they are. Freaking hilarious. I don't know if you've seen the Snickers commercial with yes, them in it. Yes, I did see that, yes. Oh, yes, yes. my God. <laughs> Dude, that was... Oh, my... <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I see it. Every time. It's one of those commercials, like, I hear it come on and I watch it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch this one. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's one of the things where, like, I saw... I think they played it... I don't know if it was during WrestleMania or, or when... They even played... They, they played it a lot. Just, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's I, always I, on, I, yeah. I saw it as well as... You go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I think that was a great match. I do like RK, bro. I, 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 I you know... I think... I think... Uh, I think Matt Riddle's get, getting better. He's one of the... We talked about the MMA guys that came over to, to wrestling. He's doing okay. He's doing all right. He's not right. horrible to watch. I think... You know, his him him with Randy Orton is something I, I didn't expect to see, especially the last time I stopped watching wrestling. Randy Orton was like the worst bad guy ever. Yeah, he's but, I mean, he just had a show it's the documentary series on the Peacock and it's called Evil. And he's part of season one. And and it's 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 nine episodes of the the most evil bad guys in wrestling. He, you know, he was one of the worst. He's one of them, you know, and he's one of them, and and that's the Randy Orton I enjoy watching. This Randy Orton, yeah, is, is cool. It's funny. It's kind of yeah. It's, it's funny, funny to see him in it. But like, I'm waiting for the moment he turns on on Riddle, which is gonna eventually happen. It's got to happen because yeah. it's fucking Randy Orton. Like, I don't. This is cool to see every once in a while, but I want to see that snake in the grass asshole Randy Orton. Well, that, well that's something, what I something see. that I'm noticing, and I think it might be what. So Randy Orton, last time I was watching was like one of the very top guys he was the champion yeah. um uh he had the whole thing going on with uh with triple h and stephanie mm -hmm. and then yeah, i was still watching for a little bit after that but he was still like, like he was like the one of the main guys at the time right now just being you know tag team champion with rk bro it's almost like he's not in the spotlight every single night so you know it's like it's it's like you know, he has like his little storyline going on with RK Bro here and there. You wrestle, so it's almost like. But I think this is fun for him. Th that's think, the whole thing. I think it's so. I yeah, think I, I think, think it's fun for him. It's just like you know, you know, show up and just whatever. Yeah, have fun. Um, Take a little yeah. break from being in the spotlight for a minute. Yeah. And then what's going to probably happen is he he want he doesn't want to be a tag team partner anymore. Turn on turn on Matt Riddle, and then you're going to see him because I'm I think I think Randy Orton's a great wrestler. I think oh, he's yeah. very entertaining. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, once he decides and to so do, is Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle is really good. at the Yeah. Room. So yeah. it's one of the things where I think, you know, Randy Orton will eventually be coming back to the spotlight going for a run on one of the, uh, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. think it'll start with a turn on Riddle and yes. they'll go into a feud with each other. They'll go into a few month program. They'll yeah. have a ton of matches together and they'll have good matches. And Riddle is one of those opposite things from like Ronda Rousey, who's come from the fighting background and was able to transfer it into something here in the wrestling world. And he is, I, I, 
as of right now, I think if he's continue to me, I don't like I don't like his character. I'm I, I, yeah, I'm a stoner, but like that's he's a stoner, but like it's the stereotypical he, like he's idiot. He's a stereotypical stoner. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I just like, I don't like, get behind that. It's like you know? it's like it's like the California surfer stoner. Right, that's basically yes. what he yeah. is. Yeah, the dazed and confused stoner. You know, and it's you know, but but. Physical wise and match wise, he is amazing. And I think if he, to me personally, if he changes his character a little bit, I'd be able to get behind him more. And he could have a Hall of Fame career in the WWE down the road. And I think it's going to start with Randy Orton turning on him because now you're going to be going one on one with a legend. So yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers ever. And now you're going to really get that because right now he's learning everything they're doing together, yes. even as tag team, he's learning. And then they'll be then when they're facing each other, he'll be learning. And when he's done with this lesson with Randy Orton, I can only imagine what what's going to happen next with him. But I, I'm happy that they're the champions. It was cool to see them win. To me, the belts, the tag team belts, need to be on the Alpha Academy and Randy Orton and Riddle need to need to to start going at it. But it was a good way to start the show. It was you know it was a little slow. Um, I guess yeah, I think it started off a little bit slow, but then it, it, it kind of started picking up towards the end a little bit, but. It was like it was the opening, you know, match. Right. Then we had um I'm not in no particular order, then you had the women's tag uh match, which Fatal Four Way. Uh, the Fatal Four Way, Queen Zelina and Carmelo, who were the champions versus Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalie and Shayna Baszler. Uh the winner was Sasha Banks and Naomi, which as a lifelong wrestling fan, uh, the moment they were announced as in that match at WrestleMania, uh, it, I knew everyone knew they were winning. Like they're winning this match. It's one of those things. It happens all the time, especially as someone that knows wrestling. You get one of those situations where it's just like, yep, okay, they're winning this match. Yeah, there's no and way they're not so, gonna win. Yeah, it was just like, all right, you know, I personally, out of all the teams in that match, I wanted uh, Natalia and uh, Shayna Baszler to win. I'm a huge Shayna Baszler fan. I'm a huge, huge uh, Natalia fan. Um, I think though they are extremely underrate, underrated, um, and they I wanted them to win that match, and I still believe that they should be tag team champions over everybody in the circle. That doesn't take anything away from Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, my wife loves both of them. She, they're the, those two women are two of her favorites, so she's very happy for it. Um, but it's just. You know, to me, it's a, a they're transitional champions. That's all this is going to be. They're just going to hold the belts for a little bit, give it a little bit of light, and then someone will come along and beat them. And eventually, I I would see Sasha and Naomi going into uh, some type of program with each other. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, Bobby Lashley and Omos. Stupid. Stupid. I thought that was, was I, I thought that was one. Of, I I thought that was one of the dumbest things. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, what is it, Omos? Uh-uh, I don't even know how to say the guy's name. Like, yeah, it's Omos, yeah, I, Omos. I, I'm sitting there, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that whole, the guy's a freak monster, yeah. seven he's foot huge. tall. He's huge. Yeah. You know, he's, but, he's, he's our generation's Andre the Giant. Yes. And I get that, and I, and, and, and cool, and I could get behind that, um, but it just, it, the match did nothing for me. It was, it was, it was boring. It was boring. It yeah. was. It yeah. was honestly boring. Um, he he's seven foot three, by the way, four hundred pounds. Okay. So yes, the guy is huge. Um, now, obviously, if you if people who do know anything about Andre the Giant, you know, being that big, it's very limited what you can do. Right. Um, 
All it was was like Bobby Lassie running into him and then falling over. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, yeah. out of nowhere, he's strong enough to take him down. I, it was it was dumb. I hated so it. So here's here's my hope for this. <laughs> the next night on Raw, mm-hmm. MVP is Bobby Lashley's manager. MVP turned on Bobby Lashley and now has aligned himself with Omos. So now what you're going to get is an MVP mouthpiece and an Omos fist. So now you're going to have, you can create the perfect wrestler between the two people. You have someone who MVP who is amazing on the mic, awesome in promos, knows how to talk, that sly, evil, you know, manager character with Omos who really can't, you know, he just doesn't have the mic skills. It's hard to understand him sometimes because of his accent. Um, He just doesn't have that natural talking ability. So, but he has the physical aspect of it. So now if you put... MVP is his mouthpiece and Omos is the is you know the muscle. I think this could be something that could turn into something down the road. I think that I think we can get I can get behind it a little bit more. But as far as the match between Bobby Lashley and Omos, it was it was my pee and smoke break, honestly. <laughs> you know, didn't really care much for it. Um from there we go into Edge versus AJ Styles. Okay, first off. What did you think when AJ Styles was walking down there with the blood on his face? I thought a firework hit him. I thought it was a firework, and then I was actually, I got a little distracted watching the match because I was looking through Twitter, and there's a lot of people saying that it was a fire, it was a pyro that hit him. Um, people were saying that he got into an altercation backstage, blah, blah, blah. Then you see the video, he walked into the star. He walked into the, yeah. Yeah, he walked into the star. So, just, yeah, so if people didn't see, the stage had yeah. a, it was a big old star for WrestleMania, and as AJ Styles was walking out, he had his head down, and he walked right into the into the edge of the, of the star and uh, goes out, does his little thing where he puts his hands up, and then as he's walking down the the... The ramp, uh, you notice that he's bleeding on the side of his face. And, yeah. and he checks it, too. You see him check it. Um, yeah. yeah, he was bleeding. He, it was because he walked into the star. But, but uh, I, have, I, think I, thought it was, I thought it was a great match. I, thought, uh, I, think, I think him hitting him, himself there and getting that blood, because he got in that ring, and he was like... He was a little off. He was, yeah, he was... He started off a little off. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, he was a little, like... I don't want to say out of it, but like he was deaf. I think mentally he might have checked out of for for a second there. Like yeah, he was a little distracted. I, I, distracted. I mean, yes. Yeah. I think that's about that's the best way. I to don't. Put it. It was, uh, he was you, a distracted. You really you really can't tell how hard he hit that thing. Right. I mean, he could have hit that thing really hard. Um, yeah. It was, to, it was enough to cut him open. It looked a little swollen. Yeah. You know, but but it, within a few minutes, he settled in. Edge is amazing. Edge has always been amazing. Edge, Edge of Styles is amazing. So, uh, you know, to me, going into this weekend, that was the my most in- anticipated match. That's the match I wanted to see the most. Um, that's what I thought was going to be the best match coming out of the weekend. Um, well, it was a great match. I... It, but uh, to me, it wasn't what the it was. It didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. No, it it was not the best. It wasn't the best, or even one of the probably even the top five. Um, and it's kind of hard to believe because, like, I've always been a big fan of Edge. Um, mm-hmm. Edge is you know also knowing of his injuries in the past where he had to retire and didn't know if he was going to come back. Seeing him to this day, you can see the man's aged. I mean, yeah. in, in his face, but he still can move and he's still a, yeah. a great wrestler. Um, I'm new to AJ Styles. 
Uh, I don't okay. know. How, you know, my brother is a big fan of him. My brother still watches wrestling religiously. Okay. Um, so he does. If he's a fan, is he a, a WWE fan of him, or is he a, a TNA fan of AJ Styles? I think I think a TNA. If I had to okay, say. Okay, so that's how I know AJ Styles. That's when I was first introduced to him, and he had amazing matches with Christian. Yes. Christian at that time was over at TNA, so he got a really. So he's gotten both of them. He's gotten both the Christian Edge and Christian. But uh, yeah, AJ, uh, he's a great wrestler. You know? Yeah, I, 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 you know, putting them both together, you know, mm-hmm. my brother has showed me some things in the past where, like, my brother will see something in wrestling and he, he'll, you know, he'll send it to me. I'm like, dude, check this match out. And, like, even when I wasn't watching wrestling in the last couple, you know, quite a few years, my brother knows that it would still entertain me. AJ Styles was one of the ones that he was like, dude, like, watch this guy wrestle. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then growing up watching, you know, Watching Edge and with Edge and Christian and table ladder cha- chairs matches with the Hardy Boy, all that, you know, mm-hmm. Edge is a great wrestler. He's very entertaining. So like, you know, I'm kind of the same boat. Like going into that, I was expecting a way, you know, much better match and more exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was it was I, I okay. Also don't like the way I don't like the way it ended. I think that's yeah. what really ruined it for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, was Damian Priest coming out? The distraction, Edge hitting the spear. You know, now I get. You know, we're gonna get a Damian Priest and Edge. Uh, you know, faction and you know, c- cool. I think that's. I think, I think that could be and very interesting, especially because of this new character uh, arc that that Edge is going down. I think it's it's gonna be very uh, interesting. Um, I just. It, that ruined the match for me. It was yeah, like it was man, it was pretty like, dumb. I I didn't like the idea. Yeah, yeah. I would have been okay with Edge. I would have been perfectly fine if AJ Styles went to go go hit the phenomenal forearm and jump on the rope like he was going to, and Edge hit him with the spear and beat him. I would have been fine with that if Damian Priest wasn't there. The fact that Damian Priest was there and it was like the little dis- quote unquote distraction that ruined it for me. It ruined yeah. it for me. So I mean, the one thing about Edge I always say is Edge can play the good guy. He's also yeah. a great. He's a great heel. Yeah, I mean he play oh, yeah. he, he plays it so well. And he's a rated R superstar, dude. Man. He is. He, he's he's awesome. And, you know, yeah. um, off topic a little bit because I just saw this the other day. Um, I think my favorite AJ Styles moment now is when he goes to jump on the rope, and he was against Randy Orton. He was supposed to RKO yes. him, and he totally yeah. <laughs> and AJ Styles messed up, and, yeah. and Randy Orton just lands on the ground like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that yesterday. I was freaking dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then he ended so up getting good. the RK on him anyways. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was so funny. I was like, see, yeah. sometimes bloopers of wrestling are just so good. Yeah. They, oh, they're great. And see, and like just see Randy Orton's reaction when he like looks at him like, really, bro? <laughs> it's so good. Um, um then then you had um the new day. New Coffee day. Kingston and King Woods versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland, which was supposed to be on night one, but got booted uh, for time, which really pissed me off because they have all these goddamn packages, video packages of just, to me, someone that watches every week and every night, like, it was driving me crazy. Like, I've seen all this a million times over and over again. Like, you're wasting time, and now I'm losing out on a match that I was looking forward to watching. Yeah. So... They made it up to them and they gave it to them on, on night two. Okay. It was. It was really short match. It was. It was very it was, short. 
it, to me, honestly, it was a pity. It was like, sorry, sorry, guys, we didn't get you on last night. All right, go out there. You got, you know, 10 minutes, whatever, five minutes. I think it was even probably like five minutes with with entrances because they were rushing down. Oh, yeah, down. Yeah. It wasn't like everybody else was coming. You know, everyone was taking their time. They were like running down. So, you know, it was, I get it, but it was a throwaway match. It, it didn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, it was a forgettable, a forgettable moment in my opinion. To be honest, that, until I saw the match card, I totally forgot about the match. And then I, you know, yeah. I read it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> then we get into uh, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I loved it. I'm sorry. Loved it. I'm so- loved I- it. I thought that was at- so. Okay. Yep. But, <laughs> it was so entertaining. It so, was so entertaining. It well, was it, it was it was one of those things where I, I you don't know what's going to happen. Like you, right. you knew something's gonna happen, but you didn't know what was gonna happen. And you're sitting there and you're watching just Sammy beat the crap out of Giant Knoxville, goes over, sees the jackass guy sitting there, pushes the one dude, his dad's yeah. all trying to hit him. Y'all you know, you know what they're all in on it. Right. But then when Chris Pontius comes out, I started dying with the party boy yep. thing. Yep. <laughs> Cause the best part is because Chris Pontius is he's having the time of his life. <laughs> like he was so happy to be in that ring. It was so funny. And then, and then, uh, and then when we met, and I even called oh, it, I, I called it, I told my wife, I said, I guarantee you, we man is under that ring. I guarantee <laughs> it. And then he comes out of nowhere and starts beating the crap out yeah. of him. And then he actually body slams. Yeah. Him. He got him Dude, up and fucking body bro, slammed him. And then he took that boot to the face, bro. Oh yeah. Like, he did. Oh, they showed it oh, in slow yeah. motion and we man oh, yeah, took that boot right to the face. It was, oh. You know, th- uh, this this match got a lot of shit from a good amount of people. I, I would say for the most part, people enjoyed it. But, pe- you know, people were angry. It was like, oh, that wasn't a match. That was dumb. That was stupid. You know who most of those people are? Are people that don't like Jackass. Yeah, sure. I'm a, I grew up on Jackass. Jackass to me was on MTV when I got, you know, at, late at night, on, you know, uh, before I would go to sleep. I wasn't even really supposed to be watching that late at night. And I'd sneak it, watch it, go in the next day and talk with my friends about it. And then within a few years, we were old enough to start doing stupid shit. So we started doing our own versions of Jackass. Uh-huh. You know, it was, Jackass was a part of my life growing up. And, you know, I just watched Jackass 4 the weekend before because I wanted to see the movie before I watched the, um, before WrestleMania because I, I was, I was so sure, like you said, you called it, that something was going to happen with the Jackass crew at WrestleMania. I, you just, you can't have them not be there, especially because they're promoting the movie and, you know, it's Johnny Knoxville. They got to be a part of this somehow. Yeah. And I thought it was great. It was entertaining. I didn't go into that going, this is going to be a five-star match on Dave Meltzer's, you know, Wrestling Observer. This is going to be the one of the greatest matches ever. No, it was going to be fucking entertaining. And, you know, I laughed the whole Dude, time. It, it, I was, it was amazing. So it was amazing. Real quick, off topic. Everyone, you know, everyone that knows me knows I love Jackass. I've watched it so many times growing up, and the movies. Right. I went to the opening night of the new movie. If you guys, nice. If you guys haven't seen it, there's something that's really great about that movie. Um, you know, and you don't realize till you're about halfway through. They're remaking a lot of the old stunts. Yep. Like I think I think one of the funniest ones was the cup test. Yes. Dude, yes. I mean that I uh, did. I was just I was laughing so hard throughout the whole thing. But then you start realizing they're remaking a lot of these old, um, these old, old stunts yes. that they did 20, yeah. 20 something years ago. And then because and then I think they even say it, they made a, or Chris Pines makes a comment in there saying, uh, 
we're passing the torch on to you because we, we're too old and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it was funny. It's, I mean, people were, like, complaining about, about the new one. Like, it's not as good as the first two. I'm like, because the first two were the original, like, where they went, like, balls yeah. to the wall. Yeah. And there's always so much you can do, and you can tell that with this movie. Right. And I thought the movie was great. I thought it was I, great, Jack. Dude, it's, Jack it's funny. Franchise. Yeah. You're going to watch it. You're going to laugh. You're going to cringe. You're going to, holy crap. It's it's yeah. what it is. And and that's and that's what I was doing during that match. And, yeah. I felt the same way I felt watching Jackass movies. The the giddiness, the cringiness. The, ah, I closed my eyes. I can't look. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, that type of feeling. I had during that match, and it was great. And I thought Sami Zayn, again, and what a professional to be able to carry that match. He car- he did all the work. You know, yeah, he put Johnny Knoxville through a table there, but for the most part, yeah. he was doing all the work, and he did an amazing job. And, you know, what a great WrestleMania moment for him. You know, we talked before, some people didn't really get WrestleMania moments. But I could tell you, Sami Zayn coming out of there had to be a great feeling, like knowing that he just pulled off this amazing, um, entertaining segment. Well, and, um, and I think it comes down to the buildup too, with Sami Zayn showing up to the red carpet for for Jackass, yes. and then you had Giant yep. uh, Knoxville in the Royal Rumble, and like you know, everyone, yeah. You know, and, and you know what? I I would have to say that was one of the most entertaining matches of the of, of the of the two nights, just because of how funny it was. Not for the oh, yeah. re- not, not for the re- not for the wrestling. Not for the wrestling. No, no, not for the wrestling. But as it was an entertaining just, yes, moment. It was yeah, funny, yeah. and you enjoyed yes. you, from the moment they got in the ring. Like there was a point where, um, oh, dude, with the fire extinguisher. Yep. <laughs> the, <laughs> hand, <sighs> the hand coming over that, the smack and zine. Dude, that had me <laughs> on the floor. Dude, yeah. when that when that hand smacked him like that, I yeah. was like in tears. Especially because we know what that hand represents. Yes, that's the whole in, point. From the past, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I I thought it was great. To me, it was the number two moment of the weekend, um, which brings us into what I believe is the number one moment of the weekend. Um, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. That was um, awesome. Okay, now not only was that the number one moment for me, this is the number two match for me of the weekend, and I'll get into the number one match later. But to the number, this is the number two match of the weekend, um, and the number one moment. I mean, I love Pat McAfee. First great, of all. great dude. Great podcast. <laughs> I mean, great, great podcast. Dude. Great, just great human being. Yes, freaking hilarious on SmackDown commentary. I. I, there's there's multiple times on Friday nights when I'm watching with my wife where she gets lost in the match and she's watching the match and I'm not even paying attention to the match anymore. I'm listening to Pat. And yeah. I just want to hear what he's saying because that I'm more interested in that. And he says some outlandish shit. He says some hilarious shit. He's, he's just great. And I was so pumped for this match. This is what I was, uh, you know, one of the moments I was waiting for, for the weekend. Um, I'm not really big behind Austin theory. I, I get why Vince McMahon does is behind, is behind him. Um, but I'm just not for those reasons. I just don't get behind him. Um, but I really thought McAfee was going to lose. And when he won, and not only did he win, he put on a fucking performance in that ring. Dude, that he, was entertaining. Again, someone, again, someone that is, and I get behind him so much because he's someone that do enjoys. I told you so. 
He's said it in the past. He believes he knows he's good at his job behind the desk, but he doesn't believe he belongs in that position. He believes he is good enough and he belongs in the ring and being a, 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 an everyday wrestler. That's where he believes he be- believes he belongs. And I could tell you after that match, dude, I'm behind you. Dude, I believe you too. That was you belong in that ring, dude. Like you know, the, I mean the the freaking backflip he hit. I, I mean, dude. I mean, there's so much you can say that like the box jump up to the top. Yeah, rope, I don't think that's dude. ever been done before, dude. Like he, what? It was one of those things where if you if you were to sit there, you didn't know who Pat McAfee was. And mm-hmm. he had an actual like ring attire and stuff like that. He went out there for a match and he did what he did. What he did with Austin Theory, you would not even question if he was a wrestler or not. You wouldn't, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, right. I, I, I was expecting that to be more like a sideshow, kind of like Giant Knoxville was supposed to be. That's what, right? That's the feeling I was getting that it was going to be like, okay, it's awesome. This is his dream, and, he's and all, that's yeah. what I was afraid was yes. going to happen. And I was afraid was, that that was going to happen. I was like, please don't let that happen. And, yeah, but, and it, it was awesome. I absolutely and, loved it. And to me, he also had the best entrance of the night. I thought his entrance out of uh, not only the night, the weekend. I thought he had the best entrance of the whole weekend, coming out to the Dallas with the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, yeah. Seven Nation Army, the whole crowd fucking behind him, just punting the football into the crowd, like he, like what was the, he was there, a star. There was um oh, there was a sign I kept seeing all night it said like uh. Oh, if Pat uh, McAfee loses, we riot. Yeah. I, yes. I kept I kept seeing that all night. All night I kept seeing that sign. I'm like, well, we gotta know who they're rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and then so he has so he puts on an amazing match. And I thought it was over. I thought, <laughs> okay, cool. Pat McAfee wins. And then to get Vince now come coming in the ring. And now he gets a match against Vince. And it was like Again, McAfee did all the did all the work. Vince is you know eighty something years old. I think he's like. I, I, I looked. Know, I I, I, I actually looked it up the other day. I I, I for how old he was, but dude, for how old he is, he's still in good shape, man. Right. He's seventy six right. years old. Seventy. Okay, so he's seventy six years old. Great shape. Can't really move. No. But okay. Okay, he gets it. He gets in the ring with him, and it was it was a good little moment, you know. He got he got that real heat on him, and I I could tell you, I some some people I've talked to said they knew it was coming. I didn't. No, I it didn't even it wasn't even in my brain. It wasn't even a part of my thinking. But dude, when that fucking glass hit, and that glass shattered, mm-hmm. and Austin's music hit. I was like a fucking 12-year-old kid again back in the 90s on my bed in my room on a Monday night, and I fucking jumped up, and I was like, what? I screamed, and I was like, uh, oh, my God, it's fucking Stone Cold. So, and he came out to that yeah. ring, and I was like a kid again. So you know, so when Vince got in the ring, this is how it went for me. When Vince got in the ring and you you know he takes his jacket off or whatever, I'm like, I was first thing I'm like, dude, this guy's still in good shape. Cause I remember back in the day they used to talk about how he would he would work out more than some of the wrestlers. Like he, I mean, when Vince McMahon back in like the '90s and you know stuff like that during the Attitude Era, like, bro, it's one thing I always appreciate about the McMahon family. When you like, obviously as a kid, I kind of hated him because I, I was buying into the character, but like, dude, 
Like when he would actually get in there, like I remember, I remember Vince McMahon did like a steel cage match and stuff like that. They were entertaining. They're really, good. they're actually pretty good. And then they play the, they, his evil character, the evil boss man, was such a great character. Him versus Stone right. Cold, and then seeing him all these years later, obviously old with the loose skin. His, you know, you see it in his face; he's aged. But when he gets in there, you see his arms. It's like, oh god! But then they start, you know, beating up on McAfee. I, I was like. I, I was like, my wife was sitting there. She really didn't watch any of it. But I was sitting there. I was like, dude, this would be a perfect moment for Stone Cold to come out. Like, just like back in the day, go yeah. out there, blah, blah, blah. And then the glass hit. And like, you you got that moment for me where I was like, let's go. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like I, that's when I really got into it. And like, the nostalgia hit. Like, here we go. Yeah. Here, you know, yeah. here, here, comes, here comes that moment. And um, you know, Stone Cold comes walking down. And it's like, oh, dude! This, and he like, hit one of the greatest stunners of all time on Austin Theory. Oh yeah, Austin Theory, like, dude, took that stunner like a fucking pro, bro. Man. One of the best of all time. When you Great. sit there and you talk about how much like The Rock would sell it back in the day, right? Yeah. And then how yep. like, even Shawn Michaels, who would do a great job, would not oversell it, but yep. like, the, like, it's hard to kind of hard to explain. You know. With, I wish we had video, you know, we were doing this on video, but like right. the way Shawn Michaels would get hit by the stunner and just flip over straight to his back was always great. It's the way that you hit the stunner that's so good. Austin Theory going down, taking like a champ, flying back up flat to his back was like a holy what the F moment. <laughs> yeah. That was so awesome. Yep. And then to go right into Vince taking it. Oh my God. Who, the worst stunner of all time. <laughs> the worst stunner of all time. That was, but, but that's, but that's always <laughs> been the running joke with Vince because, like you just said, you know, you had the Rock who always was able to take a great stunner because it's yeah, Austin's doing the the move, but it's the person taking you it that to makes sell it, it. That sell it, that sell it the greatest. So everyone does them differently, and it was always the running joke that Vince McMahon was the worst at doing it, dude. And it and, was so <laughs> bad, dude. Like Stone Cold's reaching back for him, trying to grab him, and like. He's like falling back on his knees, and then like I don't even know how to explain it. It's so awkward to even like like. Austin it, finally gets up from it. He's fucking. He's dying up. laughing, and that made it that made it honestly so much better. So much yeah, better. It was so much better. Hey, and then you have yeah. Then he's celebrating with McAfee, and then he hits McAfee. Of course, with it, yeah. And, and McAfee did a great job yeah. with it too. It yeah, like, McAfee <laughs> sold it too. It was great. It was, you know, they, and then he went out and kept drinking beer, kept you know, doing his thing. <laughs> Pour, started pouring yeah. it on McAfee or whatever. And, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it was it was a great this again for people like myself who grew up in the Attitude Era, which yeah. I you know, a lot of people you know I know new wrestling fans will never understand. You know, you can go back and watch highlights of the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. No, unless it, you're living, unless you were living in it and watching it at that time, it's it's every it's not the same. at the time. Well, SmackDown was on Thursday nights back then, right? Uh, yeah, was it Thursday yeah, night. It yeah, was thir- it was Thursday nights. You, you, it was on you, UPN. Yeah, you, you you knew Monday nights. You were locked into Raw, and you didn't know what mm-hmm. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Thursday nights, you were locked into SmackDown. You didn't know what was going to happen. Then you, you had pay per views. It was just something, dude. Yep. Yeah, but it, like, having that nostalgia with, the, with 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 Stone Cold and how much again, how much fun he was having. Like that was the worst stunner of all time. Like not because of him, because of Vince. And right. just the, <laughs> the pure joy in that man's face, laughing yeah. about it was yeah. it was so. It was probably my favorite getting to have moment. getting to have his 
WrestleMania moment. His, his, you know, because he has, you know, his last his last match was against The Rock 19 yep, years ago. Yep. It was an amazing match. I mean, if you watch that match back, you'll see um, at the end of it, you know, The Rock is almost in tears. And he, he leans, <clears throat> excuse me, he leans over Austin yeah. after the match and he's thanking him. Yep. Almost in tears. Because of the, the what he's what Austin has done for the Rock's career at that time, um, and it was and it was a great moment. And it was a great way to end Rock's, the, I mean Austin's career. But it, we also felt like we didn't get that great Austin moment yeah. at WrestleMania, and 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 we finally got it there. So that that was great. And it was a great way to end the night as a whole because you still had the you know the 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 last match, the main event match, but. To me, that was the ending of the show. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was the ending. You know, because then you got into Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. <sighs> I hated it. I, I, I'm just gonna straight up say it. I, I, I think it was really. I, I, I don't even know how to really say it. Just it was, didn't live up to the hype. Well, okay, didn't there, live up to the hype. Now, what, what are your thoughts on Roman Reigns? First of all. So I never liked Roman Reigns. If you the 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 series I was talking about earlier on Randy Orton, the the finale of that season is a is a Roman Reigns episode, and it and it brings you throughout his whole career. And watching it back and watching those different stages of Roman Reigns up to this point, I was what when one of those people they were talking about. I was one of those people that just I couldn't get behind Roman Reigns. I couldn't get behind Roman Reigns because Vince McMahon was shoving him down my throat, and I didn't like that. Yeah. I did not like that, and it's some people are like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Like at that time, if you were a wrestling fan at that time, Roman Reigns was just getting stuffed in our face to like, this is the guy, this is the guy, and we're like, no, no, that we don't want that. Like, stop, let let it become natural, and it never, it just never evolved that way. Roman left, and since he's been back, because he left because he had leukemia. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. So. So now he comes back, and when he comes back, we've got the head of the table, Roman Reigns. And I could tell you, I can get behind this Roman Reigns. This is what Roman Reigns should be. This, this guy right here, this is who I, I can get behind this. Vince, you can shove this guy down my throat all you want. I'm behind it. And I'm, I'm happy he won. You know, I like Brock Lesnar. I like this Brock Lesnar better than any other Brock Lesnar in the past. I think this Brock Lesnar is great. He's having fun. Um, that's what it is. He's having fun. Yeah, so it's, it's enjoyable to watch him, especially watching Brock Lesnar's whole career where he's never been a babyface. He's always been the beast. Yeah. He's always been, you know, the, the, big, the big guy. So seeing the fun Brock Lesnar, I'm enjoying it. Um, the right guy won. Roman Reigns should have won. I'm enjoying this Roman Reigns. Uh, I think the only person that at this moment that can beat Roman Reigns is The Rock. Um, so I'm interested to see where this all goes and 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 what type of um, storylines we get into because uh, you you're not gonna have that match until next WrestleMania if you even do have that match. Um, so it's you know we still have a long run with, with Roman Reigns. I'm excited for it, but for the you know they they hyped this match up way too much. It wasn't well. It so I, I mean. Okay. And, it was in. and, you know, and there's, there's reports that Roman got hurt. So, okay. Maybe. Uh, that would make more sense. That would make that, that, that would make me a little less of a skeptic on the whole entire thing. But So, yeah. So, I mean, the, the story is that the WrestleMania ended seven minutes early because the match ended seven it, minutes early because uh, real quick, Roman was hurt. And if you do, if you ever watch wrestling or pay-per-views or anything, they are perfect on timing. Perfect on timing. Like, like yeah, you, yeah. you know darn right well the pay per view should be ending, like let's say it's supposed to end at nine o'clock your time or something like that. 
it's right. going to end at 8:59. Right. Every it's time. When right, exactly. And 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 Same thing Raw, with Raw and all that stuff. over Raw goes over a little bit yeah. in time. But pay-per-views when it's over, it's over. When it's ending at that time, it ends at that time and it ended 7 minutes early. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, so the 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 word is Roman was Roman got hurt. He relayed that information to Brock. Brock being who he is, he Brock is if you talk to any wrestlers, yeah, Brock is big and he can hurt you in there and he'll lay in some shots, but he's also one of the most professional people to be in a ring with and wrestle with because he knows the business, he knows how to be safe, play it safe. He's all about professionalism, he's all about the right thing happening and Roman got hurt. He relayed that information to Brock and Brock was like, "I'm losing anyway, brother. Let's finish this." And they just finished it. Yeah, there, and there was a, it, that's the way it seemed. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would have been a better match if that didn't happen. But I, I, I don't know. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. To me, the, 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 it should have ended on the Pat McAfee Austin Theory match. Oh, absolutely, 100. percent That whole ending <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, one of my my brother's biggest complaint uh, with how big a wrestling fan he is. The reason he now I don't know how he feels about like the character Roman Reigns has now, but him as a wrestler. Uh, it's it's when it's, it's when these guys have a limited move set. Yes, yes, yes. So with, with, I, I 100 yeah. get what he's saying. 100%. With, with, with Roman Reigns, and I've seen it after watching for a little bit now. Is it's always Superman punch, spear, whatever. Just it's yeah. it's it's not the most entertaining matches. Right. And you had Brock Lesnar going in there, and it, now okay, now if if Roman Reigns got hurt. It's a little more understandable because you got to work around stuff like that. I mean, re- right. re- remember when uh, Brock Lesnar missed his shooting star press on Kurt Angle? Yeah, broke his neck with yeah. Angle. Yeah, you know, and then they had to end that match the way they did. Um, <laughs> you know, so I can I can I can see somebody that happened. That make more sense. But for the most part, I, I, you, I, I, you know, I, real quick, real quick, a little fun fact on that match: that Angle, the last few minutes of the match, Angle had to was at some points holding Brock up. Yes. Yeah. And at one point, Angle went for a pin on him and had a, was screaming in his ear to kick out. And Brock was like in and out of consciousness. And he actually lifts Brock's body up to make it look like he's kicking out, but he's yeah. pulling himself out because he wasn't supposed to win. Brock was supposed to win. Yeah. And he was like, you got to break out of this. So he like he had to do all that work because he broke his neck. Yeah. And not a lot of people know that. Yeah, it was. It, it's one of those things where... It's one thing, I, I, there was a video, a little off topic, so we're talking about, um, so we're, talk, we're talking about, uh, wrestling is like a movie, it's a, it's a live yeah. action movie, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where people think that these guys don't get hurt in these matches. You absolutely do. My, my wife just found out about people cutting themselves to make themselves bleed with the razor blades. Right. You know, I was like, you know, and there's a lot of wrestlers who are against the blood packs a little, you know, because it, it doesn't look right. as real. It doesn't keep going throughout the match. Um, you know, so then, you know, when you sit there, you see one of these matches where, again, now you said that I haven't seen that, but if if he actually got hurt, it makes more sense. But the the, th- the problem was it was like spear, spear, um, uh, Brock's finisher, Superman punt, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, it's over. I, I mean, I don't know how long the match was, but it felt very short too. After going yeah. going from Pat McAfee Austin Theory to Pat McAfee Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon Stone Cold, that whole moment you're like, oh my god, this is freaking awesome. Oh yeah, we have one more match left, and everyone was like, dude, that sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. 
it, yeah. it wasn't even like a, in my opinion, personal opinion, it wasn't even a decent match. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah it was, I hated it. Was, it. it was a yeah, it was tough. It was a tough way to end. It was very like I didn't, I I went to bed very like meh. Yeah, you were like meh. if you would yeah. if you would have ended it on the Stone Cold moment, yeah. you wouldn't be able to yeah. sleep. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, so I, I wanted to a- I want to ask you what it was your favorite night one or two. Oh man, that's a tough one. I think I'm gonna have to go at night two. Night two, I I would agree. Night two. I'm gonna say night two because you know night one was great with the Kevin Owens and Stone Cold and the matches were pretty good. But night two, I mean, you had the Giant Knoxville match, which was hilarious. You had the Pat McAfee Austin Theory was awesome. You had and then the Stone Cold moment, the Vincent Man moment. I mean that that, that whole that right. whole. That whole sequence right there. I mean, just let's just talk about Pat McAfee from from Pat McAfee's walkout to, yeah. to 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 Stone Cold ending before the main event. That right there made the whole thing. That was awesome. Right. So I w- I would assume that would would be your WrestleMania moment. That was that that, 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 that that whole entire show for you. Yeah. Not just the Stone yeah. Cold moment. Not just the Pat McAfee. Yeah. That that whole entire thing. Ten- right. From the moment he walked out to the moment he yes. it was over. That yeah. that yeah. whole like hour so however long it was was the best WrestleMania moment for me for the whole weekend. Right. I would, I would um, agree with that. What was your favorite match? My favorite match. I, I, my person, I, I really enjoyed the Cody Rose match. Honestly, I really did. I thought it was great. I don't know if it was a favorite match though. I would have to go with, I, I honestly probably would, ugh. I would have to say it was probably Pat McAfee Austin theory. Honestly, yeah, I would say I, uh, my favorite. So my favorite WrestleMania match. And I say that, and I, I, you know, capitalize WrestleMania for is is Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. But my favorite match from that weekend was not a WWE match. It was a Ring of Honor match Friday night. Oh. They did it. They did it before the. Um, they did it before the um, Hall of Fame. It was a pay-per-view. It's a ten-dollar pay-per-view through Ring of Honor, which is one of the indies, which is a company that Tony Khan, who owns AEW, now owns. So now he owns AEW and Ring of Honor. Um, and it's it was a match between a tag match between the Briscoe Brothers and FTR. Uh, FTR used to be the revival in WWE, um, but now they're FTR and AEW. Um, and this feud has been going on for about nine months. Um, it was two different tag teams in two different companies who th- think they're the best. So, but they couldn't touch each other because they work for two different companies. One for Ring of Honor, one for AEW. Yeah. So f- their only way they can interact was through Twitter and social media. So they were doing promos on each other and going after each other on Twitter for the last nine months. So it's the story has been building. Really? And fast forward nine months now, Tony Khan a month ago buys Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. WrestleMania was happening in Texas. WrestleCon just happened to be happening in Texas. Ring of Honor decided, well, there's no pay-per-view, there's nothing going on Friday night, but the um but SmackDown and uh the Hall of Fame, so let's <coughs> let's hold the pay-per-view Friday night. In in Texas, in Dallas, you know, like at one of the smaller arenas. I think it was like maybe, you know, they could, they could hold like 2,000 people, 1,500 people down the road. So you have all the fans that are there for WrestleMania, but they can't, they don't have Hall of Fame tickets that night or whatever, but they're there because they're, they're there for the weekend. Hey, let's go see Ring of Honor. 
So they they had the show, and they had the best match of the weekend. It is one of the most talked about matches of the weekend. And if you ask anybody that that watched, that's like me, a wrestling fan that watched all wrestling the whole weekend was just consumed it all because it was the biggest event of the year for us. The match of the weekend was the Ring of Honor Briscoe Brothers versus FTR. And if you get a chance, it's one of those matches. Look it up. Watch it. It is, it is amazing. You, you, will, you will watch it and appreciate it. If you watch it, it, if you try and go back on their timelines and Twitter and see some of the shit that they've been doing and then watch the match, it's even better. Because they really, it, it's, it's been a nine, almost a nine month, ten month story building off of guys that have never been in the same room as each other. And they were doing it all on Twitter, which made it so much more better. Because now they finally get to get into a room together and you know they're going to be throwing fucking fists. And it was a hard hitting match. Hard. Like, I would say... If they didn't go into that match throwing some real punches, I would be shocked. Because some of those punches look like they were dead on. Like, there's no leg slap here, man. You're getting this across your jaw. So, I would, I would definitely suggest well, that's my favorite match of the weekend. My favorite match of WrestleMania would be Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Yeah, I would say that's, pro- uh, that's probably my favorite one. I, like I said, I really enjoyed the Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. But it, it, it just... Yeah. I, I think it was more the fact that, like, that... For me, that was a little bit different with the actually like it had everything to me. It had emotion, it had excitement, it had all that. I mean, straight down, like you said, from the moment his dude when his when that music because I didn't no one really knows Pat McAfee's music. Pat McAfee doesn't have music. Yeah. So we didn't know what he was gonna come out to. So hearing that, a song that I know very well. Seeing the cheerleaders come out, seeing him come out in that in his what he was wearing is what he wears for his podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was he it was, dude, bravo! Like it was just one <laughs> of those things, like yeah. bravo, like awesome. So uh, yeah, that whole that, that whole thing was great. It was um for for you know in total for the whole two night. I mean, I'm I will say I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of having a two night event. That's my own personal thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's our new. That's the new thing now. Though I think it. Is, I think it's going to be the two night thing now because yeah. was, you 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 can put so much in there. Yeah. But um, really three night thing now because you're going to have the Hall of Fame is going to be on Friday nights now. I think see, they're just going to take over the whole weekend. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even watch uh, the Hall of Fame. I watched the Hall of Fame Saturday. I well, I like kind of, kind of skimmed through it more, more or less. I just wanted to hear the Undertaker talk. Um, right. And then I didn't watch. Night one because Saturday is usually baseball and I had other things going on that weekend. I hung, I hung my, I hung my door. Um, my my stream room has a door now. Nice. So that's why I'm able to do this in the middle of the day. I'm also off work, but um, <laughs> I don't know if you have you been able to hear kids screaming at all. No, I I can hear my dogs barking. So I, was... oh, I can't hear them. But, <laughs> okay, good. Gotcha. No, we don't no, hear I, each other stuff. Yeah, no. So you shouldn't be. Yeah, hopefully you guys can't hear the kids that were crying earlier uh, <laughs> on the podcast. My bad if you did. But um, no. So I watched night one. Um, night night one. We 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 watched Sunday morning. Um, around like eight a.m. I watched it and then you know went had lunch and this and that and then watched night two live from the start. 
You know, so. Right. Yeah, so I watched I watched basically the whole thing in one day, um, except for the Hall of Fame, but it was, I enjoyed it. I think it was a great WrestleMania. I, I, it was I, a great WrestleMania. I, it was, was one of the best they've had in a few years, for sure. Uh, I, it, it was yeah. actually really, really entertaining. I'm actually interested to see if this, like, really, I mean, I think WWE still pulls really good numbers, right? But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're still pulling numbers. They're still pulling better numbers than yeah. AEW. They're pulling. They're pulling great numbers. Um, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's. It, they're 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 a juggernaut. I'm wondering. You know, and then one uh, one thing one thing I, that we did forget to mention though, the start of night two, which was um, Triple H coming out. Oh yes. In, his, in the ring. Yes. Uh, I, because you know he he just announced that he uh, a few days earlier that he was done with in ring competition. So. I mean, he's still gonna be uh, involved. He's he's gonna be like a Vince McMahon oh, where he's still there. As in ring, you know, and that's tough too for me because you know Triple H is someone again that you know the Attitude Era growing up with Triple H DX. You know, I don't know how many times I got in trouble in in school for crotch, you know, chopping my crotch, you know, telling my friends suck it. Right. So, you know, so and I went to a Catholic school, so I was oh, always getting in trouble. It's even <laughs> so, worse. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Triple H to me, you know, it was that was a little yeah. emotional. I got a little teary eyed. Um, it's to me, he I, I, if he doesn't go in the Hall of Fame next year, I'd be really upset. You know, I, you got all these people in the Hall of Fame now. He's done with in ring. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it. I think so. you know it's one of those uh, one of those things where you're seeing a real uh, what, what's the what's the term changing the guard or whatever you want to say. Like yeah, you're you're yeah, you're, yep. see, you're seeing the Undertaker who's been iconic since before I was born. Pretty much. I mean, he's been around for so long. Um, you know, he's he's been you know see him in the Hall of Fame now. He's done. Um, uh, Triple H just retired. You know, Stone Cold has been dead for a long time. That's more for health right. reasons. Um, you know, I, I, you know, one of my one of my other all time favorites was Shawn Michaels. Yep. He doesn't wrestle anymore. Um. By the way, you you, you ever see Shawn Michaels make fun of his eye? No. Dude, he made <laughs> he made a comment the other day on. Uh, I can't remember what it was on. I saw it though because I was looking something up, and he was he made a comment and said, uh. I, he was looking at somebody, but no one ever knows who he's looking at. And I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" He was, making, you know. I, I, do you know why he has a, a a lazy eye now? I'm not. I'm not sure. No. Because uh, no, I remember they were talking about it, and I don't remember what happened. But you no, know, Shawn Michaels was one of my was one of my the Heartbreak Kid was one of my favorites as well. You know, he's done. He he's done wrestling and. You're seeing yeah, all it's, a, it's it is you even Cena, someone like John Cena, you yeah. know, who had a great run. You know, he's more acting he's now. More acting, you know, the rock more acting. It's definitely a changing of the garden, you know. But and the rock now is you somebody have, that... you have people like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, yeah. Seth Rollins, all these you know, new guys. Cody Rhodes, the all these guys uh, you know, they're gonna be they've been around for the last, you know, five to ten years and now they got a good another but probably about another good five to ten years before their bodies start breaking down. Because it yeah. is a very physical sport, you know. Yeah, people don't understand that. Like especially with like Triple H and you talk about the injuries he's had and, you know, with his I know he has knee issues and, and all those things he had to come back from. It's it's one of those things where people don't it's one of these I always hated when people disrespect wrestling and like how much these guys put their bodies on the line for their job. And mm -hmm. and how much punishment they take, and they they go out there and continue to do it. You know, Triple H is one of those guys. Triple H is one of those guys that yep. you know. I mean, the guy has had some great matches. You know, he's been he's been the heel. He's been a great heel. He's been a, he's been a great good you know, good guy. 
uh, DX was one of my favorite groups or whatever you would call them. Faction. Uh, uh, yeah, faction. Thank Stable. you. Stable. Yeah. Stable. Whatever. Yeah. It's all. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, DX is probably my all time favorite. Cause like you said, I used to get in trouble for, you know, drawing DX everywhere. Or tell my friends yep. to suck it and all that, you know, and you know, I'll never forget. I think it was, uh, when they were pissing on the motorcycles and stuff. Remember that, <laughs> that, that, that little backstage thing? I can't remember who it was, but I'll never forget watching that on TV. My mom walking in the room and seeing that, like, what are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like when Triple H is such such a, a big part of wrestling and WWE. Like when he was originally, you know, well, he's still technically Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but the original, like the you know the yeah the his, the. The um, what do you call aristocrat. it? The aristocrat, the aristocrat, yeah. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, yes, Ayo, and and uh, you know, and then going to the game, and and you know, that really stuck, and it was just a great, you know, one, one great thing about wrestling was the uh, you know, I've, I've been to Raw, I've been to certain shows, but when I went to the Bash in like 2009, that's when he was facing Randy Orton, um, mm. and but actually getting to see him walk down and do his entrance with the with the water and everything live and we were like pretty much right there like that's one thing i always remember mm-hmm. and he and he had a you know really good match that night but uh it was like the triple h is such a, is such a he if he like you said if he doesn't get in the hall of fame next year i don't know if there's like a limit of how because i don't think he just retired too right technically right um is that, he, 2020 2020 was his last match Oh, okay. So 2020 so was his last his last WrestleMania match. They did the cin- cinematic, and then they didn't want to put him in the Hall of Fame last year because they didn't have a crowd yet. They he they wanted to have, you know, a, a, an audience for when that, they put him in. That makes sense. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So they skipped they skipped 2021. Okay, but you can't. And, okay, so he retired at WrestleMania this year. <clears throat> There's no reason he shouldn't be getting in there next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Triple H should be in next year. Yeah. 100. percent but the, you know, I also believe Vince McMahon should be in there, but Vince won't won't go in until he's dead, and I don't think he should. I think he should go in before that. Is that but is that what he said? It's it's he hasn't said it, but you knowing Vince McMahon, knowing the history of wrestling, that's Vince McMahon. It's that's probably it's, it's probably because he's still the owner of it, doesn't want to be in, you know, almost like inducting himself. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know because I'm pretty sure he's the one that chooses who goes in there, right? Yeah, and who, there's a whole community yeah. com- community for it, but uh, yeah, Vince McMahon should definitely, uh, obviously, be in there because Vince McMahon, you know, I, 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 like I said, not just being the boss and calling the shots, you know, his matches in the ring sometimes, his whole thing with the with with the, like Stone Cold, like yeah. so, it's so good. I mean, dude, you you you, and we're almost at two hours, you know, so we got like. Yeah, I actually got to get going. I get kids off the bus soon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say, one thing I will, you know, random since we're talking about people outside of WrestleMania, one of my favorite people I used to be able to, or used to watch was Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon Dude, is great. Bro, yeah. watch, watching him not knowing what he was going to do, that mm-hmm. man, I'll never forget when he, when he climbed the Titan Tron and did the elbow drop off of it. <laughs> yeah. Bro, the boss's son doing that stuff is like, holy crap. <laughs> yep. Yep. And one thing about Shane McMahon that you, whenever you talk to wrestlers that, you know, shared a locker room with him, were a part of that whole attitude era, the one thing they'll all say is they never looked at him as the boss's son. He was always just one of the guys because he presented himself as one of the guys. 
he did, you know, he grinded. He did what he had to do. He was, you know, he wasn't getting his own dressing rooms. He wasn't, he was in the, you know, sweaty locker rooms with them. Like it was, he was just one of the guys traveled with them. Yeah. So I just knowing that and hearing those stories about him, it gives me a lot more respect for a man that, yeah, is a, you know, billion dollar, heir, you know, heir to a, a, a throne, but never used that to his advantage it it was just he was just shane mcmahon it was he was that was just his name you know he was always one of the guys so i thought that was it's so cool about him yeah so again you know to end it wrestlemania this year great uh we got backlash coming up may 8th um yep you know so you guys get the next uh wrestling show after may 8th it won't be two hours long uh, <laughs> but we'll try to do it a little bit closer to after the pay-per-view yeah we had a lot you know? you know we i think we both had things going on we were going to do it yeah. yesterday rescheduled goldie's been busy so yeah okay, but goldie appreciate the time as no always problem. thank you it was a lot of fun and as for the rest of you guys if you guys enjoyed this episode please don't forget to follow the show make sure you give it a review on spotify or apple we greatly appreciate it again this is uh a podcast within a podcast it's called Glock and Goldie Unchained you can find the Glock 9 show on all major podcasts from Apple Podcasts to Spotify iHeartRadio Podbean Pandora and many more the greatest way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend or sharing it on social media I greatly appreciate it make sure you tag me in any of your posts so I can share it as always guys stay safe stay blessed I'll see you in the next episode peace